So Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking: Are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Dan and Brave presents Board Bills is back right on time with your regular rotation. We just did 2000 Board Bills a couple of weeks ago, and it's just a couple of weeks later. Nothing weird about that at all. (laughs) Couple of weeks plus a couple of more weeks plus a couple of even more weeks, Brandon. Even throw some months in there. You can throw some months in there. You can throw seasons in there. Yes, seasons changing. <laughs> you can throw, you can, you can throw many uh, major life changes, life events <laughs> in people's lives. In there. New humans. You can throw new throw uh, new humans new, in new there. New humans. In, yeah. You could throw multiple like work quarters in there. We had you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And finally, you could throw a year in there. Oh. Minus minus everything else we just said. You could throw in. To simplify yeah. it, you, you can throw in year? Yeah. one year or one yeah. fiscal year. You can throw in a fiscal year. <laughs> yeah. Subtract all that, add the death of the queen and a year, and you got us back to Board Bill's fan favorite flagship format of this podcast, Dan and Bray Presents, in season six. Where we do we do uh, a song by song breakdown of the Billboard charts of the the time. We've done the '80s twice, the '90s, the '70s. They were all smash hit seasons, and now we're in the 2000s, where we actually have serious, deep seated, formative memories. I'm presenter Brandon, ready to uh, ready to talk about the seventh grade. Wow. Seventh grade? I wasn't prepared to talk about the seventh grade, Brandon. I thought we were talking about the board bills, the number one songs of two thousand one. Wow, the seventh grade <laughs> and sixth grade, end of sixth. Yeah, right? sixth grade. Yes, even a little end bit. Of sixth. Yeah, is it more sixth grade technically? Maybe a little bit. Yes, more sixth yes, like a seventh. little more sixth. Yeah, little more. Uh, and then that summer, and the summer six, in between six going into seven. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Brandon. Yeah, I'm pumped. Presenter Danny, presenter number two here, board bills. Should we explain what that joke was in the beginning? Like, like I think it's kind of fun to to, to say that what's yeah. happening here. Like, you know, as as a, you know, as we always say, peek behind the uh, the nylon curtain. You know, mm-hmm. into kind of <laughs> yes. our recording. So, you just heard a few weeks ago, if you keep up with the show, board bills two thousand, right? And that episode was 
last year in more ways than one. <laughs> Not only was it the prior year in the decade we're covering, we literally recorded that episode a year ago at the time that we're <laughs> at the time that we're recording this episode now. It's like over yeah, a year, over a year, like a year over a year, a year ago. Yeah. So a number of things happened. We we wanted to get that in. I don't really know why. Like, I don't really remember why, but we wanted to record it. But then we jumped yeah. right into recording and being fully into the Butt Rock series. That's yeah. kind of what, what took a lot up a lot of the time. And we did our end of the year shows. That's we did the Sincerity series. The, yeah, the Sincerity, Sincerity series. series. That's, that's like two months. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Butt Rock show was like three months worth of content, maybe. Right? Right. We, we like also that. did the March Madness. Uh, yes. Legends of DBP tournament. Right. So that came. Yeah. Then I think, hmm, let's see. You had a baby. Yeah, but that's a little later. Baby wasn't until July. So I'm trying <laughs> well, we to We did think. the second cheek. We did the we, second yeah, cheek, did of, second butt cheek of butt yeah, rock. Yeah, okay. So it was just a lot of butt rock. Yeah. Had the baby. Then we recorded our anniversary, yeah. anniversary yeah. show. So yeah, it ended up being like, not a full year's worth of context. We took a long break, but because of all that and because of the arrival of baby Sarah, now we're back. And we also recorded some like other 2000 and 2001 content the last few weeks as well. So that's why we're now we're here finally recording this episode. It's been a year in the making, but hey, that's the way it should be. It should be a year gap between because we're covering one year at a time. Yeah. So... I think we should do this from now on. We wait a year to record each episode. We're recovering a year. It should take 10 years to... The format of the show should change to be like, we only talk about the week that the show came out a decade, (laughs) like that decade. (laughs) Yeah, right. Only the things that happened that week. Year by a year in real time. Yeah, that's. I think that's the way it should go from now on. Um, (laughs) I think like, you know... We, we'll, we get a year older. I think it's like a more appropriate way to talk about us getting a year older 20 years ago. Like, <laughs> you know, like it's like a we're advancing now in real time a year. That's the only appropriate way to yeah. talk about being a year older 20 years ago also. Is if we do it that way. It's a, it's a shame we didn't record uh, Board Bills 2000 in 2020 and then did this episode in 2021. Right. It like to really make like it a perfect 20 yeah. year gap. In yeah. between episodes, but yeah, <laughs> that would have been Huck. nice. Yeah, we can wait till the thirties, so we can do like a thirty-year gap. If you want to, Dan, I'm I'm willing to like wait <laughs> like nine <laughs> nine years. Yeah, sure, eight years, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, odds are one of us one of us will be dead. One of us will be dead by then. I think by the thirties, the twenty thirties. Um, maybe, okay, maybe not one of us, maybe like at least someone adjacent to the show. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like if somebody has been on or Ooh. somebody we're friends with. <laughs> or, Damn. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, I mean, it's likely. Yeah. If you, if you want to look at it that way, yeah. Statistically, one of them will be dead. Also, probably somebody adjacent to the show has murdered somebody too. Like, oh yeah, like I think it's already happened, right? Is that already happened? Yeah, <laughs> one of our listeners is a murderer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, shout out to you. Yeah, uh, we accept all listeners, right. murderers. You know, we, we we'll got to get. Uh, we'll do a crime podcast. Yeah, yeah to uh, a serial type thing to find out like. 
which one of our listeners is, <laughs> could be a murderer. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm presenter number three. I'm Dave Cologne. I am kind of the voice of the murderers. I want to be like the... Of all the three podcasters, I want to speak for those that don't have a, a voice. The disenfranchised, the murderers. You're the, Lor- the, you're the Lorax. You're the Lorax of the disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you kind of look like him too, actually. So, Oh, thank you. That's the nicest thing uh, anybody's ever said about my looks. Um, does I look like the Lorax? You, you look like the 70s version, not the Danny DeVito newer version. Hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> That's a great compliment. I love the Lorax. Hmm, let me look up the Lorax. See if this is one of Brandon's <laughs> insults or compliments. Let's look. Okay. Or one of or one of his things that just doesn't make any sense and isn't <laughs> accurate. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Do I choose to take offense or <laughs> let's, move on. let's look at it? Okay. I don't think I look that much like the Lorax. I have a mustache and very strong. Uh, eyebrows. I think others look like the Loris more, but well, yes, but yeah, he's a nice guy, so that's okay. He speaks for the trees. He speaks for the trees. That's all. I, you know, he's a representative. Of this they don't have a voice. The truffula trees. That's true. Okay, but we're talking about board bills, Billboard music, two thousand one, and Danny, you got the news. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn it. I forgot about that. Yeah. You know, I'm so happy. It's because it's one of those segments that it's one of those things on the show that I know me and Dave celebrate. And then Brandon definitely hates it. And like, it's so bored bills appropriately, but I don't care. I'm so excited to read the Wikipedia page for music in 2001. I cannot wait. I have it all in a Word document unnecessarily in front of me. It took me so fucking long to do it. Like it always does. It always takes me so fucking long to put this together. Love it. Love it though. It's... I like the prep for this show and the bonus bills. Maybe the most of any four. I I love the prep. Yes. I love the prep. Good prep. Good prep show. Dana Bravo prep is fun. It's just... That one takes even longer. I think that's why stressful, I don't like it. Uh, yeah. stressful. A little it's more stressful. Difficult. Yeah, it's a little more difficult. This one is... I love more the prep. I love the prep Listen, maybe yeah. maybe a year away from the the reading of the Wikipedia will make me realize what I what I was missing. I can't <laughs> wait to find out. <laughs> don't worry. I'll be reading stuff that you already talked about in the Dan and Bravo show for this year. Too, so... <laughs> I made sure to keep great. that in there. I made okay, sure to keep great. it in there. Great. Really great. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to time my bathroom breaks uh, to be at the top of them every month. Um, all right. So should we get in? Should we get into it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the one thing I'll say about this episode, I don't really remember what charted last year at all. Um, yes, I, I, I looked true. at it. I looked at it again to make sure that there is no duplication with some bonus bills stuff. Just in okay. case, okay. sometimes that happens. So, but I currently I, I forgot. But I did look at it yesterday. Currently forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was gonna. Ask, I still remember the landscape, like of what, like what kinds of songs charted in two thousand. Was it like, was it similar to this year? Does anybody have an idea? Uh, I will pull it up right now because I because I do want to see is this 
first song a carryover from it the is. previous year. This that, is. I remember that, this yeah, being it talked is. about. Yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, we don't have to right. play Everything it. But let's, else I don't let's, remember. We don't have to play it, but let's let's mention it. Um, we can play it. We can play it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a year. Already I- incorrect way of doing the show. I don't think we've ever done that. <laughs> we we, we don't do. Play it. We, we play do. the carryover song. I don't think we do. Yeah. A little bit for a little bit. All right. Great so song. yeah, we have Ind- Independent Women yeah. Part 1 by Destiny's Child carried over from uh, the previous year. It, but it, and it, it goes for four more weeks uh, yeah. the entire month. That's a major hit. Yeah, the enti- entire month of January. Yeah, it's 11 weeks total, which if you look at it that way, then I think it ties the biggest song of this year, of 2001. Question. Uh, I, or maybe it's one week short. I, I can't. No, it's. Uh, the, I think it's eight the most for this year. Whoa! So it actually beats it, but because it's like a half and half, it's like a yeah Arnold Palmer yeah. situation. It's not the biggest song of the year. That's why I'm looking at uh, the list from last year. No, the biggest is seven this year, or is it eight? Okay. Sorry, continue, right? Yeah, never mind. So yeah, looking at the list from last year, there there is a lot of stuff from 2001 that that was in 2000, but to me, the two, 2001, the big, I would say, major theme that at least I want to definitely mention each time it comes up is the the kind of new era of sampling and how that plays into the music. Oh yeah, because it's really evolved since the early 90s where you know that's more of kind of the straight up crate digging you know playing like a recognizable sample you know hip-hop over it you know we've seen its way work into pop music but this is to the point and actually some examples we'll see where people start making music to sound like it's sampled but it's actually not oh yeah and we actually that may be on the bonus bills we get to that specific example sure. but the samples become a little bit less um of the focal point i mean sometimes it still very much is the focal point and a recognizable thing but it's a little bit more what daft punk was doing of in, you know integrating smaller ideas and um and stuff like that into the song so that's definitely something i want to track here yeah i think sampling is big so is interpolation I think interpolation yes. becomes bigger too. Yes. In this year. And like, and real quick, you talk about sampling being really huge this year. Was sampling in like Sam's Club also really huge this year? Like I remember in this era going to Sam's Club or uh going to like, you know, different bigger grocery stores and getting food samples there. So I wonder if that's just part of our culture at large. This was definitely the era of Costco for Costco, like I'm yeah. w- with my mom like going to Costco, BJ's Wholesale Club. So you're talking about good examples of sampling. I would say what what I remember from this era and even listening back to some of these tracks, there's just as many examples of sampling that's honestly pretty lazy. I don't even like it's just like a lazy, remake. Right. It's not even a sample. Like I don't, it's it's like right. like what Daft Punk does is I think the best some of the best usage of what you could do like sampling wise. Right. And, and there's you know, some really good hip hop examples too, but there's some examples where I still love the songs, but it's just like, okay, this is just the same song with a slightly different melody. I yeah. know that's what sampling is, but I mean, 
there's certain examples where it's just very it little creativity lazy. with this. It feels lazy, right? You know, so yeah. Okay, but why don't we listen to the songs? We'll, I'm sure we'll bring that up yeah. when we hear the examples in the songs that hit number one. Right. Um, before we jump into the next song, oh yeah, do, I, sorry. It's music news yeah. time. Please, it's thank you. <laughs> please, please. So, these, Kurt, load in his pants. That's right. These these first four weeks of the year, while Independent Women is still you know hitting number one in the charts, you have uh, January 9th. Brandon, I don't know if you knew this. This is when Apple introduces the iTunes Media Player. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure to highlight that cool. specifically. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and then January seventeenth, uh, bass player Jason Newstead leaves Metallica after oh four, my God. fourteen years more with like, the band. More like Oldstead, right? Um, yeah. That's big. January 26th, a crowd rush occurs during a set by Limp Bizkit at the Sydney Big Day Out Music Festival in Australia. So okay. it's a 16-year-old Australian girl, Jessica uh, Michalik, is killed if, uh, like wow. from this from this, uh, this crowd rush. The band subsequently leaves the country after threats to their safety. So Damn. You know. Brandon's favorite band. This, Brandon, that's not yeah. my band. That's Brandon's band. This is what Brandon decided they were his favorite brand. I, I, I think. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah. whoa, that's, that's so metal. That's so yeah. metal. That's um, so new metal. That's yeah. so new metal. That's so um, rap rock. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So that happened. February 1st, CFXJ uh, radio station in Canada, Flow 93.5. It's Canada's first urban music station it's the first for canada wow it goes to air for the first time as a testing signal its official debut is on march 1st this is considered a breakthrough for canadian hip-hop and r&b musicians so that's pretty cool yeah and and the next decade we get you know a lot of canadian yeah global stars right hip-hop and r&b world right it takes like 10 years but <laughs> yeah it takes 10 years to kick in <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah but yeah they do get in um, and then also February 1st, Jennifer Lopez, this is really cool, becomes the first female artist to have both a number one J-Lo. album, J-Lo, and yeah. a number one movie the same week. Oh. The Wedding Planner. She, whoa, she's like John Belushi. Uh, I was hoping you would let us guess. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> that wasn't going to be my guess, but I was going to guess enough. But uh, Okay. <laughs> wedding Planner. Uh, and the album J Lo. So yeah, that's uh, see. That's, I'm trying to be engaged. I'm trying to be engaged in your segment, Dan. I don't want. Like I don't want you to be. Out. I don't want you to be. I don't want you to be. <laughs> Speaking of engaged, she did get engaged to that backup dancer this year, and they got married. Yes, I J-Lo. think that's. I think that's somewhere in my news was, segment as well. Oh really? Okay. I'll say. I'll say it again. <laughs> when we get there. I'll definitely say it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that happened to John Belushi, right? Didn't he have like the same top album and top movie at the same time? So she's what? kind of like the John Belushi of what? her Animal House era. Blues Blues Brothers something yeah. like that. There was a full Blues Brothers album? Or yeah, it was it number one at the same time Animal House was number one. It's not the soundtrack to the movie Blues Brothers. That's different. It could be. So No, no, it couldn't have been. It could it could not have been. Okay. Or unless it was Blues Brothers that was hit number one. And the, the soundtrack movie, that also and the soundtrack. <laughs> it could have been that. It could have been I that. Forget. That sounds yeah. maybe more, More likely, likely, I, I yeah, yeah, whatever. But um, less interested in that. More interested in uh, okay the album <laughs> J Lo and the movie Wedding Planner. At this point in my life, I would rather listen do a consumption junction. Let's say listen to that album and watch Wedding Planner on on silent. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay, 
That's all the news that's for all. those four that's weeks. All. all right. So then coming up in February, we have Shaggy with Rick Rock. Oh, man. It wasn't me. Open up, man. Open up, man. She just caught me. She just caught me. (laughs) Yeah, it's so so fantastic. Kind of a big era back then of, like, meme songs before memes were a thing. Like, who let the dogs out? I'm blue. Right? This 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 is, like, in that category a little bit. Okay. Uh, Afro Man this year also. Uh, Because I got high? Because I got high, yeah. Okay. So that's, I think that's kind of like a jokier sort of thing, too. Oh, man. This uh, song is fantastic. I uh, I remember it well when um, you know when it hit the scene, when it came out, had this album. This was one of my, this one of my CDs in my uh, CD uh, case. Yeah. The Shaggy album, and we'll talk about another song on it. Two weeks at number one. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about with this song, which I'm obsessed with, is very clever way to do a clean version of the actual lyrics. It's amazing what they do with that, right? The actual lyrics, uh, which we're about to hear right now, she caught me butt naked, banging, banging on the bathroom floor. But hold on, let's, let's, let's listen to it it's right now. Hold on. The clean radio version is We were both caught making Love on the bathroom floor Oh really? That's brilliant That's brilliant I thought it was this I heard the the radio stations I was listening to Said butt naked banging Maybe maybe some of them did But there is a clean version Where they say We were both caught making Instead of butt naked We were both caught making Brilliant I think it's brilliant This was also Personal memories of this song I used to go on vacations to Jamaica with with, with my family. We, we did almost every year for for a long time. It was always it was the best. It was so great. Specifically, Shaggy and this song, humongous in Jamaica, like uh, like ridiculous, huge. And I remember going back like either the year after, maybe two years later, when well, spoiler for probably future board bill shows when Sean Paul kind of blew up thinking he would be big in Jamaica too not as big not as big of a deal as I would have thought Shaggy was humongous Sean Paul I remember not they weren't really playing him as much when I was down there I think it's because Sean Paul not from Jamaica and Shaggy is Sean Paul I think is he is Jamaican but I think he was I'd have to look it up I think he's born in the UK oh oh yeah um I'm sure you guys can pull it up and like maybe probably prove me wrong, like what always happens on this show. But I'm, I'm, I don't think he's from the island originally, and Shaggy is, and I think that okay. that's a part of it. Anyway, that's just like a personal memory association I have with this. He was born in Jamaica. For how how long did he how long did he live there? He was born in Kingston, Jamaica, 1973. Um, he he attended a Jewish private school in Jamaica. Sean Paul. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, this is losing steam. <laughs> okay, yeah, I think they're both as Jamaican as each other. <sighs> God, I've, I've had this false memory of. <laughs> okay, what about Shaggy? Research, Maybe it's the opposite. All that research you put in. Hey, Dan. Dan, you had a year to research this. Yeah, you did. You really yeah, I'm going off of memory. Dan. Okay, look up Shaggy though. But Dan, of of all the all the members of the Mystery Gang, I really didn't think Shaggy was in the breakthrough as a solo artist. <laughs> I thought of it Velma. 
It, okay, it says here, better known by his stage name Shaggy, famously more Jamaican singer than Sean Paul. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. That's it. That's what I read. Yeah. More Jamaican. <laughs> Maybe it's like an anti-Semitic thing. Okay, wait. Look. You know what it is? Uh, L- look up their backgrounds, like their ethnic backgrounds. Okay. All right. Um. I'm, I'm, listen. I'm not. They're like pulling this from nowhere. No, you, you could be right, but. He's not 100. I don't think Sean Paul's 100% Jamaican. I think that that's. We'll, we'll talk about Sean Paul when we get there. A few years yeah, down we're not the line. even talking. Let's talk about, about other this, stuff from this song. This was a big wanna, thing. He wasn't as big for some reason when, okay. I went, when I went to Jamaica. Shaggy was humongous. Shaggy was ridiculous. Also, at the time, this is when I first had even heard of Shaggy, even though he had songs of the 90s, which we did really? talk about. Yeah, I, I hadn't oh. heard of Shaggy before this. At the, like in seventh grade, I had no idea who he was. And yeah. I loved it. I love this song. Lyrical content, incredible. It's just about cheating and trying to get away with it. Like it's just say it wasn't you. Yeah, just say it wasn't I, me. I, I do right. have a, a a bone to pick with Shaggy with this song. He gets top credit despite not having the most memorable part of the song. And this singer, Rick Rock, didn't even know the guy's name until this week or whatever when I was like looking up this song. The name was so foreign to me, so alien. It was shocking how much I didn't know this guy's name, Rick Rock. I was going to say the it's same erasure. thing. It's a It's a erasure of Rick Rock. Rick Rock's Rick even Rock doing erasure. a verse in the middle of the song. He yeah. sings more. He does a bridge. Yeah, he like basically does like He contributes yeah, more to the like song he... overall than Shaggy. 100%. But Shaggy don't care. Gets it's probably Shaggy's fucking... idea. The whole thing is probably Shaggy's whole brainchild. I don't think so. I don't think it. I think it's Rick Rock. I think I think it's pure Rick Rock. It smells of pure Rick Rock to me. <laughs> and it's also kind of sad because, like, especially in our current era that, you know, TikTok, same <laughs> spelling, basically, with T's, is so important to our culture. Rick Rock does not exist anymore. That's so sad. Yeah. He deserved more from Shaggy. I, I don't like that. Produced by a man named Sean Sting Pizonia. Whoa. Sting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sting, uh, Sting and Shaggy collaborate again. <laughs> I wow. know. <laughs> wow. And that duets album they did a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the other thing, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so sampling. So it does sample uh, Smile Happy by War, um, okay. which is kind of like the, the heart of the sample. But it also says that it samples Eddie Murphy for the titular It Wasn't Me. Right. Now... I just want to play this clip real quick. I don't. I think it's an interpolation. I don't think it's a direct sample. It doesn't sound, unless they manipulated the well, rhythm. But isn't it inspired by his bit? Yes, yes. But you, norm, sometimes on who sampled who, it'll say like you know it, uh, it contains like interpolation of or so, like stuff like that. But it says sampled. But oh. I don't think it's true. But let, I just want to play this moment. The man said, "What me?" Oh, maybe you. Maybe it is Like, there. he doesn't say, like, wasn't. Like, it's a little more like, wouldn't, wouldn't me. me. Wouldn't me. I mean, maybe it's in there. Maybe they're doubling it. But, uh, so that's a nice little clip of that. That's fun. I like yeah. that. Oh, right, I, so and that, I remember, like, a lot of white kids like me really trying to do, like, a, like a fun, like, impression of Shaggy. And, like, because it was, like, one of the early times I could remember of, like, that sort of accent in the forefront of, like, pop music. And like I think that that right. was sort of like the appeal of this too. I know Davis keeps yeah. talking about Rick Rock, but I mean the Shaggy part was definitely <laughs> an appealing, memorable thing. You know, like mm, it is. But Rick Rock really got 
he got fucked over. It's almost a DJ Khaled thing, you know, like why yeah. is DJ Khaled's that's why is it his song when like other people are doing more, more of the work, you know? Yeah. I mean, and he I, does contribute, but I think he it almost should be like at least a like Shaggy and Rick Rock or Rick Rock featuring Shaggy. Featuring, yeah. And another big another big thing that's came out of this song is like the phrase the Shaggy defense, uh, which is like pretty commonly used thing about like in something law. where, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's in law books. Um, <laughs> but when I was like googling it, it actually is on its Wikipedia page too because it was coined by a slate writer to about uh, previous Board Bills canceled artist R. Kelly like in a piece like written about like the shaggy defense like when you have overwhelming evidence and you're just like wasn't me you just say it wasn't you that's it yeah Yeah. gaslighting all right so that was on the chart for two weeks uh nope we have music news quit trying to cancel me uh so i thought you were gonna do it at the end of the month during this time uh during this two (laughs) weeks february 6th don felder's fired from the eagles Oh, is he? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Again, right? On February 6th, uh, Felder sues the band for wrongful termination and is countersued by Don Henley and Glenn Fry for uh, breach of contract, and the suits are settled out of court. So that's going on at this time, too. Damn. Yeah, I guess the second time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, now we can move on to the next song. All right, so that was two weeks on the chart. Now we have for... One week on the chart. Outcast with Miss Jackson. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Famously about Erica Badu's mom and Erica Badu. Do you know the interesting sample information about this song? Uh, no. As far as I can tell, the only legitimate samples they may be unclear buried sounds but the two legitimate samples are the the bridal chorus right like here comes the bride and the dogs barking it's like a sound effects library thing other than that it's just produced by outcast okay right what was the name of their uh crew the, they, they, it was like the, um, the dungeon okay because remember i uh you remember on last year's uh four bills i covered one of the guys associated with uh, slim calhoun oh yeah yeah that was one of the songs so okay at this time i remember thinking outcast was like too out there for me like not like you know i was definitely more into like shaggy and then <laughs> and, then, and then like other artists we're going to talk about later this year i remember thinking outcast was like too out there too advanced like too sort of smart or something I, I don't know but like at the time definitely didn't have nearly as much of like a love and appreciation for them as i did you know years later you know like where yeah you know now they're uh, you know i consider them among the best hip-hop artists top three probably that, that i've ever listened to I mean, top five maybe maybe top three but um yeah this song is great i remember the whole world coming to this scene before this song. Do we talk about that song? Wow. I remember that one blowing up before this one. Maybe I had the timing wrong, but um, this is obviously a huge one too that I remember getting a lot of play. 
not even on this album. I think. I think it's a single though. Isn't that a single that's like not on an album, or is on like greatest hits or something like that? Um, yeah, yeah, it's on the greatest hits. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's on Big Boy and Dre Presents. That's yeah, so it was after this. After this. Yeah. Okay. I own this album. This was a big one for me at that time. This was like. Yeah, I just love this one a lot. I mean, I had the edited version, so I didn't get to hear all the curses, but uh, <laughs> I still loved it. <laughs> I mean, this is, like, obviously great. It's, like, one of those things where it's, like, is this actually a really amazing thing that just happened to break through as well? It was, like, Prince or, you know, like, yeah. super creative pop music or, yeah, hip-hop music. I kind of remember them earlier uh, because of all that. I mean, they were, like, on all that as, like, a musical guest. That's the first time I heard of Outkast. Right. But I, I want to quickly say that um, this song, it's been played so much it almost could be, like, uh, played out. Just by sheer volume of, like, I mean, this, this whole year. Like, this whole year, I mean, it kind of feels like that. Yeah, I mean, but it still sounds great. It's still like this one still holds up. It should be played out, but because it's such a, they're such great artists, it, it isn't. Right, I think. But um, I do want to say, Big Boy is kind of like the Rick Rock of Outkast. <laughs> I'm Lorax. Remember that? I'm championing all the underdogs. Andre, three thousand, always gets to the acclaim. He's amazing. But I think Big Boy is like important to the 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 whole sound he's like the For more sure. grounded foil to andre andre 3000 is futuristic big boy is a contemporary dude and i, I like i like the marriage of them t- together personally you're right I mean, yeah. you're, you're not wrong about that i think that's a, a, an important point with them yeah they, they they balance each other out really well yeah it definitely feels like big boy was kind of how do i put this the the doing all the the hard work <laughs> Well, whereas, work, uh, he's a, or, yeah, yeah, right, and then like he's Rick Rock, and then <laughs> no. yeah, right, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's pretty good. Yeah, and then Andre Three Thousand is sort of like the shaggy, the strategist. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got it. Andre Three Thousand is more the strategist, the creative mind. Big Boy is the tactics guy, the strategy. Okay, I like that. You delegate, I like that. and he's the he's the worker. He's the tactics. He's he's getting the job done. But uh, but also and currently, Big Boy is the only one putting out solo music. Still doing it. Every right. album he's, he puts he's out, still I, working hard. Yeah. Every album he puts out, I really enjoy. I always listen to it when they come out. Patiently awaiting as our as any hip hop fan or just music fan an Andre solo album, which maybe we'll never get. I don't know what's yeah, going on there, happen. but yeah, I wish it would because it would probably be incredible. So and again, just to bring up the point I made when I talked about not the sampling for this song, but the idea of sampling of this of like making it like sound like there's it's like based off of a sample like you know making like a pop song in that vein because like andre would write this like he would write a lot of his songs like just on an acoustic guitar and like actually write the songs and then like produce it to be that way and it's just a very cool and smart thing to do and i think kind of going off another thing that we're going to see happen especially uh, we'll get into this maybe a little bit more on the bonus charts but I think the one of the big differences with this era of even pop, but the hip hop stuff that broke through, everybody had their own identity a little bit more musically than nowadays. It's a little bit more homogenized and everybody kind of doing the sound right now. Whereas 
this you know like outcast sounded like outcast like people and again i'm going to bring this up again on the bonus bills because there's somebody that is insanely like that where it's like this could only be this person mm-hmm. um it's a little bit more like that uh which is interesting to follow during this uh do you have any music news for this week yes i do um so it's the week of february 17th on february 21st it's the 43rd annual grammy awards uh in los angeles hosted by john stewart very of the time daily show daily show pop it off several artists win three awards each Ooh, presenter number three likes that i don't know if you i I would have you guys try and guess i don't think you'll get it you'll you probably get one one of them is this billboard or is it billboard uh no grammys Grammys. Okay. So it's for it's, it's in 20, uh, 2001, So it's for all the two thousand right. stuff. Who oh are God. who artists went? There's a few artists that won three awards each. There's one Destiny's you probably should get. Sting. Sting. No. Des- not to Destiny's Child. No, no Destiny's Child. Uh, two thousand. I have. I don't Creed. remember. No. There's one you I, should get. One. Actually, that is kind of, that one is kind of a good clue. There's one artist you should get. You uh, too, Brian U2. McKnight. You too. You too. They won Record of the Year and Song of the Year for a Beautiful Day. Oh right, that was last year. Uh, Steely Dan. Oh right. Uh, they won Album of the Year for Two Against Nature. I heard about that. That's right. That was like a yeah. <laughs> and then also Dr. Dre, Eminem, and Faith Hill. They all won three. Uh, cool. Th- three awards each, and Shelby Lynn wins Best New Artist. Shelby Lynn. Shelby Lynn. Congratulations, Shelby Lynn. (laughs) No idea. But let's move (laughs) But uh let's move on to the song that's the most underrated in this whole year. This next song. The most underrated. And he said that confidently. He didn't stutter when he said that. I did not stutter. stutter. I will would never. Four weeks for this song. Stutter. Uh, Joe featuring Whoa. Mystical. Is that a Don Henley sample? For, uh, sounds like this Boys of Summer. Yeah, it sounds like the opinion of Boys of Summer. <laughs> it does. Shakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So the one thing I haven't said yet about this year is this was either now seven, which I had. I had now seven. This whole year is, I'm pretty sure it's now seven. I, th- I think which we is, were like 11 or 12. Which was one of three now CDs I had. I had, I had. Me and my sister had seven, eight, and nine. So like, oh, okay. not only was I hearing these songs on the radio a lot, I was listening to now seven all the time. And so I'm just like so overly familiar with all these songs. This was another one on there. It's the remix, right, Dave, if you want to talk about that. The version that it's was popular is the version we're playing. Team. No, uh... It's called Double Team? Well, no, Double Double take? take, because it's from the movie, Double Take. Double Take. Right, right, right. It's a Double Take remix. What's it's much better than the, than the original song, Sutter. This one's better. I love this song. He caught her cheating. So again, cheating. Yeah, shaggy. another song about right. infidelity. Right. This time, from the, the man's point of view. He's getting cheated on. Yeah. Right, he's getting cheated on. Yes. And you can tell she's lying because she's stutter, stutter. She's stuttering. It's amazing. And she also has a strong smell of cologne on her. This was on now eight, by the way. Okay, so this is now eight. I was wrong again. Swan had eight. to fact check. Had to fact check. Um, but I had seven, eight, nine, so yeah. Know all these songs from those three. 
Another reason why this is the most underrated song on this list is because it has the most underrated rapper of all time, Mystical. Mystical rules. Mystical rules. He's so awesome. This was the person I was just referring to where, like, only Mystical could do Mystical. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like... It's a little bit Busta Rhymes, but it's really its own thing, Mystical. It's a little bit Busta Rhymes. It's a little bit Old Dirty Bastard. Right, yeah. It's like in that tradition of, like, wild card rappers, but he's totally his own thing. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, his, his flow is, is it's funny, but it, it's but it's very good, too. Like, he doesn't rhyme a lot. Like, he doesn't care no. about rhyming. It's just about energy. It's like James Brown. Like, it's just cool. Like, yeah. yeah. I feel like he always goes, watch yourself, watch yourself. Yeah. Uh, the sample is Far Side, you know, she can't yes. pass yes. me. Yes, that's right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Which, and then that song samples an older song. It's like yep. a double, yeah, that song. That's it, yeah. Yeah. This song, I can hear the pain in Joe's voice. Like, I feel like he might have honestly been cheated on the way he's, like, singing so convincingly about this. But he's also kind of like this lovable loser. Like he's like, "You're ticking me off. Tick, t- You're ticking me off." Yeah. <laughs> he keeps getting ticked off. It's like pretty adorable, you know. And I, I love his, I love the boldness of just like I'm Joe. Like, like it's yeah. just, just Joe. Joe. Just did we talk about him already? Guy, really. On board bills. Yeah. He, had, he had another song, I think. He did. He had a player. I don't want to be a player anymore. Ah, yes. In the 90s. We, yeah. um, wasn't there a big debate about which version of the song we were supposed to play or something? Well, okay, this? there was three different songs. There was the big pun version, and there was the Joe version, and right. the combo big pun Joe version, which That's was right. the biggest one of them all. Yeah. I don't want to be a player. Yeah. Joe also had a, there was a R&B jam. Oh, I want to know what turns yeah. you on. Great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah. I forgot about that. All right, Dan. Yeah, so four bald weeks. Icon. Joe is a bald icon. Very good. Yeah. Four weeks of number one. So during this time, March 8th, Melanie C. of the Spice Girls, Mel C., announces she does not intend to do any more work with the Spice Girls. Mel C.? Mel C. Is Mel C. the operatic great singer? Is that Mel B.? I do not remember. Is Mel C Mel- sporty or is Mel C scary? Um, Mel C is, Mel C is, is sporty. Is sporty. So yeah, she yes. is the good singer. She's yes. a good singer. So no, yeah. she's she's done. And then all she's moving although, on a better. And side. then although the group denies it is splitting, they're not going to be active again until 2007. So it's like oh. a it's like an unofficial split. But then they they come yeah. back. So March 13th, uh, Janet Jackson, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, honored as the first ever MTV icon. First oh, ever. ever. Dang. First ever MTV icon. It's a televised tribute. It's the it was the highest rated show. It says it's it says <laughs> Wikipedia sucks so bad. It says the televised tribute became the <laughs> highest rated show of the night. It was the most watched thing the night it was on. Uh, okay, cool. Um <laughs> That's pretty big. Yeah, I guess that's big. All right. Maybe it's notable. up against uh Survivor, maybe. Maybe up against Survivor. It would not have beaten Survivor. Week. It would not have beaten Survivor. Let's I know that. I know that now because of Dan and Bravo. <laughs> uh, okay, so March 14th, the Court of Appeals in Rome finds Michael Jackson not guilty of plagiarism. Oh, okay. Didn't know about this one, and I have a clip if you guys want to listen to it. It's reversing a decision made in 1999 by a lower court, 
Italian songwriter Albano Carisi had claimed that Jackson's Will You Be There, the Free Willy oh. song, was a copy of his song Isigni di Balaka. I have a clip of this. You know what Michael Jackson did? He used the It Wasn't Me defense. That's why he <laughs> was able to get away with that. That's so funny you say that. Michael Jackson publicly said he loves that song, It Wasn't Me, by Shaggy, which is why he asked Shaggy to be on that special that happens later this year. Oh, wow. Shaggy and Rick Rock are on it, and they perform It Wasn't Me because Michael is obsessed with that song. That's a real thing. I thought you were going to say wow. that's why he asked him to be his lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear this Italian song that, like, with the yeah, plagiarism I, thing? Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, give me a second. Um, it's a pretty strong case, but... Of course, you know, they're going to find Michael not guilty. I always do. My day, my day, my day. Great song. That part's kind of Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like operatic. Okay, so this is the song that, you know, think of Will You Be There, the Free Willy song. This is the plagiarism lawsuit. Similar so far. Like a <laughs> looks like a lovely Italian good man. I think that's enough, but yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, hold me oh, like the river I Jordan. I think Michael should have been sued. He stole from this poor Italian man. <laughs> he changed the last part. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's some, that, that was just happening March 14th. Michael Jackson not guilty of plagiarism. Um, and then March 16th, Sean Puffy Combs is acquitted on all charges stemming from a December 1999 nightclub shooting, which we talked about in Manhattan. Jayla was present, right? Yeah. He was acquitted on all charges. However, an artist on his Bad Boy Records label. So again, Sean Combs, another example of it wasn't me. He, mm -hmm. Another artist on his label, Shine, is convicted of two counts of assault as well as reckless yeah. endangerment and, <laughs> and gun possession. So... It's just another example. You, you you read about Diddy enough. Not a good guy. Is not, he not? No, he's not. I've, I've, I've read a few stories of him just completely screwing over people like on Bad Boy and just him fucking uh. over artists and stuff. And I don't know if this is an example of that. Maybe Shine is. <laughs> maybe he did do these things. I don't know. But he frame Shine. But I mean, Sean Puffy walked away and Shine didn't. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So that was four weeks on the charts of Stutter. Now moving on to a song that we've covered on the show. We have Crazy Town with Butterfly. Let's go back to our uh, butt rock series, our new metal portion of the cheek. There's a lot of wild stuff about Crazy Town and their members. Pretty interesting stuff. How deep did we? I don't really remember off the top of my head. Did we get into like the samples of this? Did we? 
I mentioned it, but I, I don't, we didn't talk about it further than that. But it's a, it's a Red Hot Chili Peppers sample. Yeah, the Chili Peppers, and then uh, Skull Snaps, It's a New Day, and then Billy Squire, The Big Beat. So, like, this is a okay, little bit more things, of, like, yeah. a traditional, like, putting a few things together. Uh, like, you know, getting a beat and then, you know, like a you know, harmonic element. But, uh, I don't really have much, many new things to say about this. But it, it was a huge hit. It was everywhere. Didn't really like it, though. That's not what I heard. You know, it's just really great that like white hip hop artists can re- that white hip hop artists can really break through. It's really great that they can <laughs> that white rappers uh, can really break through in a year where hip hop is huge. <laughs> well, that is interesting that this still has a hip hop element as do like most songs this year. I, I mean, yeah, if not all except for one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, and also listening back to it, I can a little more distinctively hear that there are two singers. Yes, I hear the difference a little better now, or as when we first talked about it. Right there, right here, right here, right here. Different guy. Right here. This part. That's salty shell shocker. Right. Koopa Troopa shell guy. Right. It's not. It's not the white beater guy. The verse is the white beater guy. Right. Is it where white beater? I don't, I don't remember. We don't call them that anymore, Dan. Okay. This is the other guy too. We call this them verse. domestic abusers. This verse is the guy that looks like a poor man's Mike Shinoda and sounds like a poor man's Mike Shinoda. Yes. That's he the guy that's wearing a dare shirt. It's epic. Yes. Yeah. Poor man's Mike Shinoda. And Shifty Shell Shock. That's his name. Shifty Shell Shock. Is the, <laughs> right. From Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That Dan thinks is bald, but he's not. I ha- in my head, he's bald. Um, he's like, like a faux hawk. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a blonde. He's got like hawk. spiky blonde hair. Yeah. I do want to say Crazy Town of Shock the Monty fame, of course. One thing I didn't know is that this was the third single from the album, and oh. the album was released in 1999, and the first two singles flopped. So oh. it, was crazy. it had been out for a while uh, by the time this, this actually broke through. That's a nice present for them. That's a nice, like, yeah. that's a real nice gift for them. They deserved it. And people who did the video also worked on the special effects in What Dreams May Come. Oh, that makes that makes they have sense. similar oh, effects. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we haven't Love mentioned it. videos yet, but but I was almost brought it up during Shaggy. But like this is like I just remember watching these videos like all the time. Yeah, TRL uh, and stuff. And oh yeah, they were yeah. huge. But TRL would only play like thirty seconds of the videos. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. All right, we're going back, but this time Rick Rock's gone. Not yet. Not we yet. We have though. not yet though. Well, he is <sighs> technically there, piece. but yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a second. March twenty sixth, so it's you know, number one for one week. Crazy Town, Butterfly, two big Butterfly songs in two thousand one, right? Crazy Town and <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Wow. It's kind of a sequel. It's Butterflies. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> sequel yeah. to Butterfly. Okay, uh, March 26th, Gorillaz released... Alien, Aliens type of thing. This is when Gorillaz released their first studio album, Gorillaz. Okay. I just wanted to mention it because I had it. It was a gift. It was cool a gi- album. It was a gift to me from my very first girlfriend in seventh grade. First ever oh. girlfriend. Wow. Got, got it for me as a gift. I don't remember if it was birthday or Christmas, but at the time, was not into it. Thought it was a stupid gift. <laughs> <laughs> Again... 
Thought it was too out there. It's, it's you know, it's kind of like the outcast thing. I thought it was too advanced. I thought it was too out there. Too you weird. Wasn't, ready. W- wasn't ready. But yeah, like listen. You were back. a jock back then. Not really. I was probably when I was at like <laughs> it was very chubby. I, I mean, no, I don't know. I mean, no, I was wouldn't call me a jock at any point in my life. <laughs> um, even when, even when you played baseball, I was always in between. I was always like. <laughs> I was, I was never like at the top of any fad. I was always like in between seven different fads. Like right. that was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you guys know. Okay. But yeah, Gorillaz put out this album. It was an unexpected hit in the U.S., it said. Uh, se- uh, over 7 million copies worldwide by 2007. All right. Oh, wait. Earn the group an entry in the Guinness Book of World Records as the most successful virtual band. You know, it's really one guy, but it's successful. It's a virtual band. Okay. And then I had to mention this, had to, very important news. American rock band Aerosmith released their 13th studio album, Just Push Play, charting at number gigantic two. Gigantic for us. Gigantic the, uh, for the pod. Gigantic for us. U.S. Billboard yeah. 200. Yeah. Legends. Uh, yeah. Really quick, to, sorry to go back to Gorillaz, but do you think that was influenced by ants? Like, it's the same spelling, <laughs> the, the Z at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, I do think so. It's kind of weird. Clint Eastwood. Anyway. Good song. Yeah. All right. We good? That was Woody yep. Allen. Move on. Um, <laughs> yes, he was the voice. <laughs> right, of, yeah. Of the main ant. Yeah, um, love ants. Better than Bugs Life. Great movie. It's not. Uh, going back to... Uh, <gasps> uh, we're going back to Jamaica. <laughs> As I was saying before... Rick Rock's gone. Ray Vaughn is here. That's not true. Rick Rock is on the song, actually. Really? Is he? He's also featured on the track, I think, doing backing vocals. And he's the reason why this song was made. Rick Rock Erasure again. He was singing, like, the, you know, the Angel in the Morning song, the original. He was singing that in the studio, and, like, Shaggy was like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to make that a song now. So, uh, oh wait, erasure. you know what? Dave is wrong. I'm reading something here. Shaggy is the name of the band. <laughs> Sade situation. Shaggy yeah, is actually he's a, he's a guy, the but it's also the name of the it's band. It's also the band. Yeah, yeah it's the band. It's Rick Rock and Rayvon. And Rayvon. Yeah, it's a, it's a trio. Yeah. Now, and Sting. Actually, it's a four piece. Sting, Sting is all. And Sting. And Sting. Yeah, yeah and Sting. Shaggy is the name of the band. Yeah. <laughs> Now, Rayvon has collaborated with Shaggy a lot. Oh, really? Uh, like, going back to, like, 92 has been featured on many. So, actually, I think Rick Rock is trying to, like, step on Rayvon's, like, shoes and, like, trying to, like, usher him out of here. Uh, or Shaggy him out of here, sorry. Wrong artist. Right, wrong artist, yeah. This one, I was bored by this song when this was it. Then, like, this was on yeah, the radio. not as good as the Shit's, other one. I hate this one. It, yeah, it's so boring. <laughs> it's so dated and corny. Like, for 2001, it sounds yes. dated and yes, corny. It, it, yeah. If this was, like, mid-90s, if this song came out in 1994, I'd be way more forgiving of it and possibly even like it. But since it's 2001, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you can understand what Shaggy's saying a little better in this one. I will say that. Right. He he plays a bigger role in this, but still is he's having some rando do his his bidding and his bidding more of the hook. Yeah. <laughs> but are you guys happy that uh, the sorry the Joker's back on top? 
Back at number one after like a 30 year gap oh, or something. God. Very happy. Sucks. So the Angel in the Morning is by whom? Uh, what is the artist's name? Juice Newton does a, the most famous version of it. Right. Juice Newton of. Uh, uh, right. Sounds like a Borderman. It, it sounds like a Dolly Parton. It's not Dolly Parton. It sounds like. Yeah, there's an original version. I forget who does that. Chip but. Taylor. Chip okay. Taylor. There's a big Ange uh, version, I guess, of the song. Oh, Chip Taylor's niece. Chip Taylor's niece is Angelina Jolie. Rip Taylor? Uh, yeah, Rip Taylor. Chip The Taylor brothers. Chip from Who's Lines It Anyway? The ska guy? Like, he definitely was a ska guy because he had sideburns. <laughs> Um, are you going to read your news before we get to our yeah. favorite feature of uh, two, Four Bills? Oh, yeah. Two pieces of news uh, for this one week, um, March 31st. Uh, Whitney Houston and Bobby Brown, Dan and Brave presents Legends, were thrown out and banned for life from Hollywood's Bel Air Hotel and arrested and jailed after destroying their room. Property that was Ugh. allegedly damaged included a TV and two doors, According to hotel workers, the walls and carpets were also stained by alcohol. The hotel clo- the hotel closed down the room for five days for repairs. Oh my god, who is this? Whitney and Bobby. Whitney and Bobby. Whitney and Bobby. Yeah, did you not hear me say that? No, yes. I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention when you said the names. <laughs> Whitney and Bobby. <laughs> like the most important part of information. Yeah. Whitney and Bobby, man. Damn. I wonder if. It, it would be the best story if it was just them two that did. That. I mean, I wonder. I'm sure it was like a. I'm guessing it was like a party, but right. The the news. This little snippet says them two. Hey, those so. two together. It's like a like a party of twenty. And again, when asked if they did this, it wasn't us. It wasn't me. It wasn't. It us. wasn't us. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, <laughs> April third, Mariah Carey signs a contract with Virgin Records for eighty million dollars for four albums. This was a, a huge contract at the time. Dang. Eighty million for four albums. Okay. Let's move on to uh Virgin. To a uh, a staple of board bills. Right. So this is the uh for new listeners of the show, President Grover Cleveland was president and then he wasn't president. And then he was president again. Uh just like we hope will happen again. Uh <laughs> <laughs> for comedy purposes at least no um we don't but Brandon yeah, does. If, if that does happen we'll rename this to trump <laughs> oh yeah, my we'll god <laughs> god yeah, i guess we'll have to yeah but yeah the grover cleveland award so when a chart a song charts and then gets dethroned and then charts again uh butterfly is back crazy town for one more week you know they said you know we're sorry for kicking you off after being, you know, having a single after two years, your album came out. Um, you get one more week. The butterfly is back. Butterfly effect. You could also call that the butterfly Ooh, effect. The butterfly effect. You could. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that two winged creature title songs back to back, and then also the <laughs> creature sandwiched butterfly and angel. That's like kind of it. interesting. Like the angel's a creature. <laughs> um, it's an angel sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh, come on, let's let's move on. Let's let's get to the come yeah. on. Let's get come to on. this song. Let's get to the song. 
Oh, this is the song. Uh, arguable, but it's elite. It's elite. Uh, yes, this is Janet Jackson with All For You. All For You. I, I, I don't I start talking because I, I just want to listen to it. Same. So this one is, again, another hybrid where it's like a, it's a pretty straight up sample of uh, The Glow of Love by Change, but also a lot of modern elements added to it to really make it feel up to date. Yeah. Yeah, I... I had Janet in mind when I was talking about sampling being maybe a little lazy sometimes with this album in particular, but th- there's there's worse, better slash worse examples on this album that are even lazier than this. This is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. But yeah. it is just like... Because the sample doesn't, it doesn't over, it doesn't distract from what the song ultimately is. Correct. Yeah. Also, to, to be honest, I didn't I didn't know the song that was being sampled for years, and like, I didn't know until like very recently what the original song even sounded like. So to me, this was a new song. Okay. And Janet Jackson in the studio also didn't know "Changes," "Glow of Love" either when she first heard the song. So to her, this is a fresh beat. Ah, okay. When she's like writing her her melodies and stuff. But I also think that that piano riff was frequently used in a lot of songs in that, like that type of piano riff. Like in like We Are Family, it's just like the same kind of piano riff. Oh, maybe that's um, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like it is just kind of like all over the place. Mm. The Glow of Love, though, is a great song. And um, Luther Vandross is, does the vocals on that original song. So I think, and again, it's a Danny fact, so take it, take what you will. I think you can technically call this the first single off the album because it doesn't really matter was a single, but it was on the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack before this album came out. Even though that's the first song on this album that we've heard already on the show was on 2000 board where it doesn't really matter. Is it? Is there the album version different too? Of, wh- of which song? Of the Nutty Professor song. Maybe. I think the album version is different. I could be wrong. So, like, like, would you, you know what I'm saying? Would you call this the, the lead single? Oh, wait, this part. This part, she just does, like, control shit. Yeah. Well, she it's, samples her. She samples herself. Principle. Yeah. Yeah, she samples it. Yeah. Is that control or rhythm nation? Pleasure principle. That's control. It's control. Yeah. yeah. I love this. And she's back. So good. I love that. Janet still being like a huge pop star in the early 2000s is, is pretty impressive. Like this is 15 years after Control. Yeah. I think at the time I was like, oh, Janet. Yeah, I know she is. I wasn't like so into this song at the time, but I also became a huger Jan- Jackson fan since and I love it now. But I remember being like, oh, it's cool. She's like an older artist that's like still making music. She probably wasn't even that old. But like I remember yeah. thinking she's like an old. You bring up a good point, Dave, and you know I'm gonna. I feel like I'm. I'm always the one to sort of push the, the the, the Jennifer's Michael comparison. Like it needs to be said. 
Yeah. This in particular, because Janet in the 90s, it's a lot of great stuff. This is a little better, I think, than what she did in the 90s. This album's a little better than what she was doing in the 90s. I personally think so. I, I do agree. I think this is better than her two nineties album. Yeah, I, it, it, yeah, I think it is better than the eighties. The album is, yeah, probably not. Probably not better than uh, the two eighties. Well, it's different. But anyway, Michael, why not just go to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis instead, like Janet's doing? <laughs> Janet's better than you in every way yet again, yet again, just better than you. Like I'm saying yet again because yeah, I think at this point I, I definitely like the nineties Janet's nineties stuff probably more. The Michael's ID stuff, that's it's a hard one. But I know Dave is a hard, dead set at this point on he'd rather listen to the Janet 80s stuff than like than the Michael's stuff. You've said that Michael before. Stuff, pretty much, I, yeah. I don't know if I can fully get there, but this compared to Invincible, like it's not even close. That's not oh, even yeah. close. This yeah. album yeah. is rules and it kicks Invincible's ass. It's like, Michael, you're working with pretty good guys. Just work with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. They're doing good stuff still. They're still doing <laughs> yeah. good shit. You lost. And then you died. He lost. He lost <laughs> and then he died. Yeah. Uh, I still I still like the other 90s albums better, but I still I love this too. Um, I know. I go back and it, forth. Because well, Danger, Dangerous a, does rule. Dangerous rules. No, no, no. Uh, no I'm talking about, about Janet. Janet. Oh, it's about Janet. Oh, 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 yeah. oh. I, I think there's They're songs good. I there's songs I love more yes. than stuff on All For You, but Same. as an that's album, fair. I think that's All fair. For You is a stronger album. That's that's how I... I, to- I totally agree. Like, I th- what's... Um, Anytime, any place, got till it's gone, the, like uh, run away. The what's the Kendrick sample? That's a '90s song. Anytime, right? any place. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's better that's than everything elite. on all for it. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. If is really great. Oh, and uh, if, just like songs again. Again, everywhere I go, every spot. I like that one. Great, a little that's bit, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. an amazing song. But what I wanted to say also is I, I skipped over news from March 9th because it had to do with this song, and I wanted to save it for this part. I don't know why it's associated with March 9th. But so All For You, the song, breaks several airplay records when it comes out. Um, so it became the first song to be added to every station in three mainstream radio formats within its first week of release. Wow. So, And it's also the highest debut for a single not commercially available in both the U.S. and France. Um, <laughs> like, so it's the highest debut. Yeah, okay. And then the highest debut and largest opening airplay figure on the radio songs chart. So it was just like, it immediately exploded, this song. Rightfully so. It rules. We didn't mention, like, the lyric, uh, if he's got a nice package, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to write it tonight. Yeah, that was amazing. played on the radio. Yeah, I believe, and like that's an insanely graphic, <laughs> yeah. like totally sexually explicit lyric. But it's just so funny because it's just, she can get away with it because she's kind of saying it pretty softly and like pretty fast. And I guess if you didn't know what package meant, you could you could read it some other way, or, or you just wouldn't know what it meant. But that's so funny. She's essentially saying that guy over there looks like he might have a nice dick. I want to ride it all night. I want yeah. to ride that dick all night. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, just no, so not hiding it, like no subtlety. It's <laughs> yeah, it's just right there. Excellent. Uh, yeah, and then so this is the biggest song week wise of the year. I think it's seven weeks. Oh, this is a seven weeks. Yeah. Slam dunk. Okay, I didn't know that. That's unless, why it's the song. Again, unless you go back to Independent Women, I mean that was charting for longer, but. Calendar year wise, this is the this is the biggest one of the year. Um, yeah. 
So on April 24th, this is that she Janet releases the album all for you. So like, you know, right after the single, you know, kind of comes out, the album comes out fifth consecutive album to open at number one. So that's cool. I didn't know that her fifth consecutive album to open at number one sales exceeding 600,000 copies, three Grammy nominations, and it won best dance recording. A whole album? I guess, I guess best dance album, I guess. Okay. Oh, so uh, she then, released a recording of her dancing? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that won the Grammy. Yeah, yes, correct. Okay, April 28th, the second Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival takes place. The second Coachella uh, uh, oh. t- takes place in California as a single-day event, headlined by... Jane's Addic- Jackson. Jane's Addiction. Oh, Jane's, Jane's Addiction. <laughs> Janet's Addiction. Um, uh, lineup also features Weezer, The Roots, Gangstar, Iggy Pop, The Orb, The Dandy Warhols, and Most F. Um, and then wow. May 12th, Joey Fatone of NSYNC injures his leg in a trap door during rehearsals for the new tour. Oh, no. <sighs> Does that delay tour? Do we have any more follow-up information about? That's all the information that's uh, that's oh. on the internet that's available <laughs> about that. Oh, no. But uh, yeah, that's that's all the news during the seven weeks that I wanted to highlight. All right, coming up next for six weeks on the charts, we have. I think it's five. Am I? Is my math? Has my math been wrong? I think it's five. It's five. It's five. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lady Marmalade cover. From Moulin Rouge soundtrack featuring Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink. So, Missy Elliott is in the video. Is she not credited? She's like, she produced it, right? Uh, she's, like the, uh, she's like the MC. Yeah, okay, like, okay, um, yeah. Like, huge. This was humongous. Huge. Yeah, this was huge. Humongous. Like, really, this was like, a, like the music video was like a big thing. I remember like, like right. that being all over. Like the making of the video and, and all that type of stuff. Totally, yeah. Very scandally clad yep. outfits in the video, I remember. Right. Fishnet. You know, I've never seen the movie. Is this direct song in the movie, like, as is? Um, I think maybe a portion of it. I mean, the whole thing is, like, a mashup jukebox. You know, there's only yeah. one original song in the movie. Right. I was, okay. a, you know, I've talked about it on the show before. I was a big fan of that movie in yeah. seventh grade. I really love that movie. It's not aged as well. I think just like some of the music stuff is like kind of cheesy, but uh, that's kind of the, what you get with Bonzerman anyway. Like some of the stuff's gonna work, some of it's not. Do you like uh, the OG song better? Way better. Yeah. I'll say I didn't like this then and I don't like it now either <laughs> this thing sucks to me I, I like it's like the one thing that Missy Elliott is associated with that I, I just don't like at all it, I just always found yeah. it so annoying probably because it was overplayed but it just feels like overblown like just the way they did it is they have too many powerhouse singers on it yeah that's the it's, thing I don't it's, know. I just don't like it. Together, it's fine. It's like okay. Individually, I like all these artists. I love Lil Kim. Me too. I mean, I love I li- Maya. Maya was awesome. Maya was yeah, awesome. Like, um, oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. Think. Um, here's the thing. Of all these artists, the best career moving forward, Pink probably. Pink is probably. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. A huge career. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like 
Which I wouldn't have guessed at the time, I don't think. I probably would have guessed Dracina. Yeah. Um, so that, that's pretty cool. Sh- yeah. I feel like they're singing so soulfully. They're obviously gifted singers, but it feels like there's something missing. Like, they're only in it for the money. Like, they knew this would be, like, an easy thing to do. Yeah. And it does set up the template for the car wash cover in Shark Tales, I think, a few years later. So it is important in that way. But other than that, (laughs) I'm not into this. I'm, like, kind of... I'm a little... I I don't like it. I, I just... I don't... This, like, I'm j- I've just always been just very like uh, This was for girls Whatever It felt like it was for girls Like I remember thinking that Like in 7th grade This was for the girls Maybe but I don't know I kind of th- I kind of thought There's that. other I think that's songs why I for the girls on this chart That I, I love way more I know I'll I'll I think that. I think all for you probably But I was I was definitely into it at the time Yeah maybe everything is Well it depends on what you mean when you say for the girls, like like, <laughs> like for the girls to listen to and like identify with, or for girls and that I'm trying to get laid as an artist. So it's for, <laughs> like, but yeah, it depends on what you, what you mean. But yeah, this it just felt like, you know, it, it was there, it was huge, and I kind of was, yeah, I think I was whatever on it, and I appreciate vocal powerhousing, <laughs> but yeah. No, like too much riffing is annoying. Like it's like it's, it's just it's irritating. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's um it's, if it's not done tastefully and like yeah effectively, then it's just like okay, cool. Like you're just practicing. It sounds like at me. Um, you don't need three riffers in one, on one song. I think. I think that's what makes it too much for me. And Missy Elliott should know better. I just feel like Missy Elliott's better than this. It's like there's nothing creative about it. She's usually like a pretty you know, a very original artist, and this song just sounds like a uh, rehat. Like, you know, so it's, it's it's like it's so easy to, for them to, to pull this off. Ozzy Osbourne is credited on this song, and I don't understand why. Is he really? He's cons- yeah, he's credited as a performer, consultant. Oh, okay. Lady Marmalade. Sharon. Why why is it Sharon on the song? Um, It's Christina's fourth number one single, so she continues her dominance in these these, in these years. Um, All right, you want to do your yes, yes, I want to. Of course, I want to. It's five weeks, number one, like we said. Okay, so this is about to bring up a thing where maybe we should. I think Dave even had this idea about doing a show about this. Uh, The Clear Channel songs that get banned. Yes. Mm-hmm. So on June 5th, so funny, Wikipedia decided to include... June 5th. Wikipedia decided to include this example. Drowning Pool releases their first studio <laughs> album, Sinner. Uh, <laughs> and then what it says is as part of... Obviously, it's not on June 5th, but it says after the 9-11 attacks, the single Bodies is put on the list of songs deemed inappropriate by Clear Channel. So that's a whole other thing we can talk about is all like the, like the songs that got banned. It's so dumb. June 9th, very relevant to board bills. Madonna kicks off her first concert tour in eight years. Uh, the, Dang. The, another, another drowning thing. It's called the Drowned World Tour. <laughs> wow. Uh, kicks off in Barcelona. And then July 2nd, Napster shuts down its entire network in order to comply with a court injunction ordering it to halt the trading of copyrighted files. So we're seeing the demise of Napster 
Ugh. you know. Well, Napster as, bear as, share Napster, Napster as it was, um, you know, kind of. Yeah, when does Bear Share drop? <laughs> not on Wiki. Over. Not not there as part of the main <laughs> news. But uh, oh, let's get to this other banger here. Let's get to this banger now. Ooh, let's bang. Let's bang. <laughs> yeah. This is you. Uh, this is how you remind me. Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Different song. You that also charts. Remind me four weeks by Usher. You spelled out with the letter U. Very important to this album. Yeah. Usher. Usher starts his name with U. So that's kind of cool. I never picked up on that why he did that. That's probably why. If there's always like a little bit of him in you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sweet. Um, I wasn't, I, I never had an Usher like phase. Like I was always aware of these songs and, and liked them, I guess. But like, I was never like, uh, I know it's not the same, but uh, I was more into stutter type uh, than, than this. Okay. What was the other Usher song this year? I can't remember. You got it back. Not the one that, not the one that charted. The uh, you, you don't, don't have to call. You don't have to call. So Dave, good. go ahead. I could yes. talk about this for. I could talk about this for twenty minutes. Yeah, Usher, Usher eighty-seven hundred one. That was the first contemporary CD I ever bought. So this was huge for me. I was like really, really into Usher this year, and I danced a lot like him actually. So like, I was like pretty much training to be the next Usher. Took a different path. Um. <laughs> Always thought the main riff has a strong everybody was kung fu fighting aspect to it, uh, which I which I like. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's so not fair that the girl that is, you know, reminis- reminiscent of his ex lover is, um, you know, getting treated like this. It's kind of interesting. Like I can't talk to you because you remind me so much of my old girlfriend it's not fair to her and I, it's yeah. like, I think it's an like interesting dilemma that he's he's putting forward it's a real yeah very real unfortunate situation a little different for a pop song yeah song. an additional production credit from Jimmy Jam Terry Lou oh excellent I don't think I knew that I didn't know um Dave in terms of the first contemporary CD you ever bought same this is the first oh, one. Oh, really? Same. Yeah, I've been waiting that's to say cool. this. That's cool. I didn't know that. Call the 8701 because that's the date it comes out, which is very stupid. <laughs> no, no, 8701. But you know what the actual reference is? It's the date the album came out, though. So. No, but his his musical career started in 87, 1987. Really? Yeah. So it's both. a little kid. It's both. It's ah. a double, like... That, okay, that makes it a little cooler. I always thought it was just because <laughs> of the date it comes out. It's like, all right. <laughs> Good market, good marketing, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, this was a hugely, hugely important album for me. Like, I can't be as far opposite of what Brandon said as like I can't emphasize enough how far yeah. the other direction I was with this album and Usher. I wanted to be Usher. I wanted to be Usher. I did too. At this time, like I, I the music videos, his dancing, he was. I, I at the time I was like, okay, this is. This is Michael Jackson for me. This is my era. This is I kind of like right. felt that way uh, about Usher. Felt that strongly. 
This song was amazing. You don't have to call it the best song on the album. You don't have to call it one of the best songs ever, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. It's, that's it's the that, one that I really like. Yeah. Neptune's so good. Um, but I love this song, too, and we're going to talk about You Got It Bad. I remember all these videos super well. Yeah. I think I know every word of this song. Usher kind of has a whole package, too, because he's like, he's a little bit edgy, but he's not like so hardcore. He um, yes. can dance, he can sing very well, he has a swagger, he dated Chili for a while. Like, he has a lot yes. of cool things she going was in, for him. Like, all those videos. And he has great too. songs. Chili was in all those videos, yeah, yeah. also, yeah. I think he's, he's kind of got it all. This is why I just can't get with I Need a Girl was the song I was thinking of, the one like where he's a featured. That was the other song. Oh, I yeah, that's... Great song, too. I Need a Girl that I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was yeah, a... That, that was, was a big was one a for big, me. That was a big song in Santa Cruz uh, talk about with like Pat Henderson. Like We okay. talk about that song a lot. Uh, you could be so both needed a girl. <laughs> this was okay. This is oh, this is something I'm happy I remembered. This is something else I want to talk about. This is an era where you know we talk a lot about the butt rock stuff. You know, Lincoln Park is big. This is when I'm starting to get into like System of a Down too. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like I liked that stuff and publicly with my friends I was very into that stuff. Privately I liked this way more. I, I was. Like, way, I think that's kind of interesting. Privately, like it was more of a. It seems like it'd be like the opposite of what most cases would be. Well, it's just, you know, I don't think with, no, I mean with like, again, this is like another example where like, yeah, I think a lot of guys definitely liked this, but still it's R and B. And when you're in middle school, I have the same. I think that, I think that was interesting. When you're in middle school, R and B pop music is more girl friendly fans okay. but it's that's the stuff I liked way more and I think publicly with my friends hmm. I was trying to adapt and get into what they were into and they were definitely but I did like it just not as much as I liked this like you know but I did you know I definitely when it came to like rock music I was you know I tried to go into the much heavier direction you know again toxicity comes out this year you know and I got very yeah. into that which is so funny that I'm very into that and also very into this but this was always a bigger deal for me and like I said, I, I wanted to be Usher. <laughs> I did. I thought he was the coolest person ever. And your first job yeah. was an Usher at a, at a theater. <laughs> One of my early jobs. That's correct. Yeah. So it's because of how into Usher I was. Yeah. Um, and again, just another example where at the time did not uh, know about Usher's 90s career at the time. I thought this really? was really, I thought this was his first stuff when 8701 <laughs> oh, came out. Yes. Yeah. At the time. I didn't know about like you know the, the ninety songs we've talked about until like way later you know um, yeah because he did have a number one I know and I didn't know that song wow. at the time yeah I really wow. didn't yeah I, this is what I thought I thought he broke out with this so uh, yeah I um I can go to news let you guys have more you want to say yeah no that's fine I gotta go to the bathroom so if you want to wait uh no I'm I'm not gonna wait um, <laughs> okay good so. July seventh, uh, Janet. Dan, I have to go to the bathroom too. All right, so so do, I will do, wait. Do, 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 no, by no, myself? do the news. Do the, do the news by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, all right, I will. Okay, so I am alone here. Both Dave and Brent, uh, Brandon, Brenton, my co-presenters are in the bathroom, so I'm going to read the news by myself. Uh, it's very strange, but I'm going to do it. July seventh, 
Janet Jackson begins her All For You tour. Um, oh, hoping for a reaction. There is none because they're not here. Okay. July 9th, uh, the Backstreet Boys put their Black and Blue summer tour on hold to allow AJ McLean, McLean, I think that's how you say it, to enter a rehabilitation facility to deal with alcoholism and depression. I wanted to specifically include this news story because this is the tour I went to once it resumed. This is my first concert. Is their Black and Blue tour. Um, I went to the show like, I want to say probably end of the summer. Now, I remember being in sixth grade and I went to this show where, yeah, it was when the tour picked up again and resumed that, uh, okay, Brandon's back. So yeah, Brandon, I've been talking to, Dave told me, Dave had to go to the bathroom too. He told me to just do the news by myself. So I have been. Uh, so what I was saying is the Backstreet Boys delayed their black and blue summer tour because AJ had to go to rehab for alcoholism and depression. I remember this well because I went to this tour once, once it resumed. It was my first concert. It's Backstreet Boys Black and Blue Tour. <laughs> so you're say that you met you met him in rehab. No, <laughs> yeah, right. I met him in rehab. So, so there's that. That was July 9th. But yeah, I wanted to make sure to include that story. July 16th. Uh, Dave's back too. So now they can they can both hear. <laughs> July 16th, Mariah Carey releases Lover Boy, that album. Um, huh. It eventually became the best selling. Oh no, so not album song. It's. Okay. I wanted to include this piece of news because it says it eventually became the best selling song of 2001. Yet not a number one hit. Lover Boy by Mariah Carey? But it says here... What is that? That's what it, it says. It says here on the, on the Wikipedia page, it says the number one song of 2001, Hanging by a Moment I by saw Lifehouse. that too. So like, I don't understand. Never what... reached number one. Right. So when we do well, you're our... A famous, you're a famous news liar, so we're going to just say That's what that it says. It was... <laughs> so when we do our... Biggest non-number one of each year, it'll be hanging by a moment for for, for this year. Right. Uh, or Loverboy. Or Loverboy. Could be Loverboy. We'll see. Um, <laughs> yeah. Loverboy working for the weekend. You should just start calling this the fake news segment. Um, <laughs> that's what uh, Norm used to say on Weekend Update. He would, he would go, this is fake the... Fake news? He was, like, he was like, this is the fake news. So Trump stole from Trump Norm. He didn't even make that up. July 9th, uh, continuing, July 19th, Old Dirty Bastard is sentenced to two to four years in prison for drug possession. Damn. And then 20, July 24th, NSYNC releases their third album, Celebrity. And July 25th, Mariah Carey checks into a hospital for what a spokesperson terms, quote unquote, extreme exhaustion. Carrie, yeah, she had exhibited several incidents of bizarre behavior during the previous week, including performing a strange striptease during an unscheduled visit to MTV's Total Request Live yeah. and posting a rambling message on her website in which she wrote, in quotes, I don't know what's going on with life. So she had like a, oh, like a, no. she had like a breakdown here. You know what? Not surprising considering what her career was up until this point. Like, yeah. you know, it's probably so too intense. much. Probably just yeah. too much. So it's clear she needed a break. July 30th, uh, The Strokes released her debut album, Is This It? Didn't care at the time. Obviously, very great stuff. Now, August 3rd, my sister's birthday, Whitney Houston signs the largest contract in music history. So Mariah Carey had that big contract earlier this year. Later this year, Whitney Houston signs the largest contract in music history with uh, Arista Records. Six album deal worth $100 million. Six albums, $100 million. That's crazy. Yeah. 
at this That's time so crazy. that Winnie Houston signed that. That is wild. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I don't think she fulfilled that. Uh, right. I yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Now we can move on. All right. Up next, they're back. Destiny's Child is back for two weeks. Stevie Nicks. Yes. Edge of seventeen. Edge of my butt. Edge of my booty. <laughs> uh, bootylicious. Now a word in the dictionary, famously. So it's interesting. Janet's talking about a guy's package. Destiny's Child talking about their own butts. Their own butt. Right. Yeah. And can you handle the jelly on the butt? Yeah. I don't think you're ready. No, no, no I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're not, ready. You're not yeah. prepared. You yeah. haven't done enough, enough preparation. You haven't done enough research. <laughs> I love the, I love this. So it says, according to the producer, uh, he wanted to build the track on a sample of Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. Oh, sure. Yeah. Unable to locate the song, he chose to sample Edge of Seventeen instead. <laughs> like, it's because Napster was shut down. He couldn't find it. He couldn't yeah. find it. No one could find that song in that uh, year. It was, it was missing. It was so, missing in 2001. It's, it's so Dude. funny. The idea of that being a problem is very of the time. Yeah. That's yeah. so funny. I know. Yeah. yeah. Because also, like, there's no way, like, I, maybe the masters, like, what they were talking about. But, um, so then he wanted to play the riff instead so that they didn't have to do publishing royalties. But Matthew Knowles said, uh, no, you have to use the sample. I don't know why, but he didn't give reasons. Well, I think he thought, like, no, like, that's going to be a cool aspect of this song. And they really, uh, remember in the video, CB Nix is in the video, so they really, like, milked that idea that mm. this is built on a Stevie Nicks track and then maybe like they're like in the future of woman in music or something like that um, and we're now finally you know we've, we've seen many eras of butt culture you know bootylicious and then we went to heroin chic and then you know the last few years it's been about the butt again and now we're back to heroin chic thanks to the, <laughs> the Kardashians bringing it back Right. They're on their way. They return their butts. Yeah. This song was pretty cool. I mean, I think I kind of overlooked it at the time. Same. But, like, listening back, it's, like, it's so incredibly rhythmic. It's kind of has an Afro-pop feel to it. And Beyonce is a real deal. Like, she (laughs) co-wrote, co-produced this. You know, I just didn't give her enough credit back then, so I'm doing it now. Like, honestly, I know she's amazing now, but back then I was like, oh, yeah, she's a pop star. It's amazing how long she's been in the forefront of, yeah. our, of our yeah. lives. Like, like yes. most of our lives, she's been just a very prominent. Yeah. Yeah, but I I agree. There were other Destiny's Child songs of that time that I was more into. Uh, yeah, I don't know why this one was overlooked. I don't. It's, I don't it's know. so unique. It's like it's it's so like different than a than most pop songs. Like it, nothing really sounds like that. It's like just yeah. going off of like a rhythmic riff. And also, I want to shout out Kelly, who does sing the verses, which I didn't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. She sings the verses and and some of the chorus, so it's a it's more of a collaborative vocal song than they some other they yeah they definitely they spread it across them more than I think the, maybe the reputation would what you would think. And I guess it it helps when there's less of them because like you know in NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, it was only really between the two 
you know, like main ones and didn't really disperse trickle down after that. Dan? I can go to news. I mean, yeah, I, uh, that's what, that's what oh. I was asking for. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of this as my favorite Destiny's Child. It's good. It's really good. I'd have to, I'd have to think of I'd have to think about that. It's up there. Yeah. Um, do I like this better than Independent Women? Also charted at the beginning of this year. Throw your hands up at me. Yeah, probably. I think I like this one a little more. Because I'm a lyric guy and I love the lyrics in this one. Uh, okay, <laughs> so all right, let's do the news. Uh, so two weeks at number one during August. So August sixth, uh, Death Row Records founder Suge Knight is released from prison after uh, serving five years of a nine-year sentence for a parole violation. Welcome back. (laughs) August 13th, um, very relevant to the show, the Butt Rock show in particular. It's funny that, again, Wikipedia, their selection of what music, what should qualify the music news Wikipedia page for 2001. Two weeks before its official release, Spider-1 of Power Man 5000 pulls... Anyone for Doomsday off the market. I guess that's the album uh, because it sounds too much like their previous release, Tonight the Stars Revolt. <laughs> he pulls it from the market because it sounds too much like the previous album. Wow. <laughs> so, but later he releases the album on their website. Two months later, Al 3 and Dorian 27 leave the band. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah, if I was if I was Dorian, twelve, yeah. twenty seven, twenty seven. That's a really funny idea. It's like, like the album comes out and then he's like, "Hey, that sounds like our last album," but like he made it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, you, didn't, you didn't realize until it was yeah. over. He's like, "Nah, it's too much. I'm pulling it." Yeah, yeah. It finished it. Yeah, it's insane. Um, our August fifteenth, I decided to include this piece of news for you guys. I don't really give a shit. Wilco. Signs a buyout deal with uh, Reprise Records after the label rejects the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot album and the band refuses to make any changes. Wilco mm-hmm. leaves with the rights to the album in their possession. That's that's pretty cool. Right. And they kind of pull the In Rainbows Radiohead thing first where they put it out online themselves. Ah, cool. That is cool. It's cool. It's all cool. Great. Great record. One of the greats. Um, all right, Dan. It's, it's one of the greats. I know Chicago. I should I should get into it. I know. Um, <laughs> let's move on to another song that I couldn't care less. Yeah, this, I was gonna say <laughs> you said songs that maybe have like overplayed their welcome. Yeah. Um, weirdly, though, for me, it's not like I've heard it an insane amount of times since. Like 2007, I'd say, but American Idol destroyed this song. Oh, yes. Because okay. everybody auditioned with it, and it was, it was just like, stop, please stop it. I think it falls in that category of what Dave did with Mariah Carey, the recital. I was about to say that. It's, it's that. recital song. Recital. It's recital song. Talent shows song. It's yeah. That's what it is. It's like, yep. yeah, I agree with Brandon. It's like. It's so irritating. And Dan, I guess, said that too. I, you know, I said I don't give a but, shit. It's not a hatred for me. It's not a hatred. But, I just kind of, I'm whatever on it now. Yeah. It's play to death, but elements of his song are genuinely pretty cool, maybe even innovative at the time. Like, if you, like, dissect the song production-wise, there's a lot of stuff going on that I was like, there's a lot more to this song than it, than 
I was giving credit fair for you know. I I wish this was the first time I ever heard it because I'd probably be pretty into right. It, you would you like know? it more. Yeah. It's cheesy, but like it's well done. Like the lush orchestration is pretty incredible. Like it's very um in- intricate. Some really great gospel choir elements. The epic fiddler on the roof solo at the end. It's just the, I just think the song itself is like, especially the chorus is just so annoying. I don't know at this point for me. Yeah. Something else I wanted to point out with this song is uh, lyrically, pretty spot on song to hit number one during September 2001. Fallen, I know. Fallen. Yeah. This part's pretty cool. I don't get it. It is. It is. I mean, I don't want to hate on it. It's just we've said what we said. It's it's the it's the American idleness surrounding it that's kind of. Well, yeah. also there's something there's something like. I don't know how to say this without it sounding like, I don't know. It's a little soulless for being a soul. Like, it's just a little too, like, technical. I, like, I disagree, actually. I disagree that it's, it's, I think it's actually very soulful. I don't, I don't feel it from her. I feel like you're listening with 2022 ears because this is her first single. Like, there's no way she doesn't, there's no way she's not singing this passionately. I, I, I don't know. I know what you mean, but I, don't, I do kind of think it actually is just, a victim of being overplayed. For me, I shouldn't speak for you, but I, that's why I, I do feel the soul there. Yeah, it's just so, I can't put, really put my finger on what it is that makes you feel that way. I don't know, but yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not. Uh, bad it's kind of that. This is that the early Kanye like production, this, that early like Kanye production at the end here. This, this is like what Kanye was doing, like this kind of thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about this part. This is cool. Yeah, as Dave said, the fiddler on the roof. And I definitely don't want to hate on it's Alicia Keys. Coleman. As an artist, yeah. because one of her next singles after this is her best song. I love. You yeah, don't know my name. Oh my god, that song so rules. Good. It's so good. That's one of my favorite songs. It's a cool, cool video too. Um, anything else? I'll move nope. on to the news. Um, yes, this was August 18th through September 1st. Uh, August 25th, big piece of music news: a Cessna 402 carrying nine people, including R&B singer Aaliyah. Crashes in the Bahamas. Damn. Killing all aboard. This year, too. Another plane crash in 2001. Did not, didn't realize that was this year, like a month before. Not even, like a few weeks before. September 4th. Why did I include September 4th? Oh, wait, because it's the end of the week. Okay. Uh, the second studio. Okay. Again, this has to do with the Clear Channel stuff. Second studio album from Armenian American band System of a Down, Toxicity, is released worldwide. Fuck yeah. After the 9-11 attacks, a single Chop Suey is put on the list of songs deemed inappropriate by Clear Channel. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> this, I, I wanted to include this because I feel like this is like, this is like Brandon shit. Uh, September 5th, a performance of John Cage's As Slow As Possible on a specialty Ooh. built organ in Sankt Bercardi Church in Halberstadt, Germany. So, okay, it's called As Slow As Possible. It's scheduled to last until the year 2640, and it begins with an 18-month pause. (laughs) It's called As Slow As Possible, and it's supposed to go until 2640. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's... that's Eight-month pause. (laughs) It's an 18-month pause. That's how it starts. (laughs) 
it's insane. What an I'm, insane I person. That. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I had to include that. It's ridiculous. That's really good. So, yeah, let's see where they're at now. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, oh, okay. So... Wow, great. So on fe- on February 5th of this year, uh G Sharp was released uh and lasts for th- that chord lasts for 518 days. <laughs> Wait, where does this happen? Is this happening it's like conceptually? Yeah. In, oh, it is in it's, a place. It's, it's ongoing in this church. Yeah. That's yeah. wild. A specialty built organ. It's going to last for hundreds of years. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Scheduled to last until. I, would, I wonder why. Why did he, that organ? Somebody has to pick up the slack. Playing? Like, yeah, like it's it's supposed to go until twenty six forty. Why is that the year that it ends? Maybe it has, yeah, so, maybe, maybe there's some math there of, of why it ends. That like maybe well, he, that's just that's just when the piece ends. Oh, I mean, that's he right. Wrote a I piece. He wrote a piece, but it, it's called as slow as possible. So you yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't get. I can't wait until we get to D in February of <laughs> 2024. Wow. Oh man, it's so insane. It's amazing. That's okay. Really amazing. So all right. Yeah, I had to include that. Uh, okay, September sixth. 2001 MTV Video Music Awards. I think I remember this really well. Britney Spears performs her new single, I'm a Slave for You, yeah, in a very cool. revealing outfit featuring a number oh, of exotic. Exo- right? I'm sorry. We just have, I, I'm sorry. We have to, I have to correct the record. It's just the note G sharp. Not it's a chord. Not a, the chord. Okay. Not the chord. There, okay. there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a chord since 2013, like 2013 <laughs> to 2020. There was a chord. Oh, wow. Uh, so good. <laughs> Okay, so Britney Spears, number of exotic animals on stage, including a white and live albino Burmese python on her shoulder, right? Remember this? Dang. Yeah. Leading to a great deal of criticism from animal rights organization from PETA. But nevertheless, MTV named the performance as the most memorable moment in VMA history. Yeah, it's definitely up there. And then September 7th to September 10th, we talked about it already. Two shows in New York City, the Michael Jackson 30th anniversary right. special tribute concerts, Madison Square Garden, New York City. As I said, the second show is when you get Usher in there, you get Shaggy in there. And oh, you, so some of the, the, and, the hit makers of the day. And Chris yeah. Tucker. And his, hit maker. And his brothers. Yeah. He performs with them. I think it was the first time he performed with... It was the first time he performed with his brothers, I think, in like a long time. I think that's why that was a big deal. And then for me personally... The Billie Jean performance, uh, which at the time I watched over and over and over again. Probably his best Billie Jean performance, IMO. IMO. His best Billie Jean performance because he does all kinds of cool shit. Okay, that's it. All right, moving on. We have, for three weeks on the charts, I'm Real, Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule, Murder Remix. Another uh, remix. At number one, right? Stutter, and then yeah, it's the dawn of the it's dawn of the remix. Really, I mean, where remixes are the song. <laughs> like the, it's the bigger hit. Yeah. Brandon, do you know the story about like how it got to number one? No. It was like the original rules of Billboard. I forget the actual like uh, details, but I know that. The reason why this got to number one is because it's, it combined sales and airplay of the original Omreal song with this remix that was really popular. Ah. Even though, like, I wanted to 
include the original on real because it's just a different song with the same title and then Ja Rule like, wrote this song for J-Lo and they called it the remix but they're completely different songs and they both like contributed to like the sales and so people thought that was kind of cheating so they gotcha. changed the rules okay. after this yeah you want me to play a little bit of the other one Dave well I really quick yeah Ja Rule was huge in this era yeah. Oh, yeah. First time I really noticed it was like listening to it for this episode. Kind of has a Vin Diesel timber to his oh. voice. That oh, I yeah. Really enjoy. And he's and he's in Fast, the second Fast and Furious with Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah, I can I can picture Vin Diesel doing this song with J Lo. <laughs> You're right. You're very right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Stallone, maybe Stallone. <laughs> no, definitely Vin Diesel. Yeah, I hear that. I think Jennifer funny. sounds really nice on this yeah. song too. Like, it's probably my favorite vocal track by her. She's never gonna blow you away with vocals. It's more about like, yeah. the style, the vibe, the charisma. Yeah, yeah she's, she's like more yeah. of a Tony Braxton, right, Dan? <laughs> um, I love this song. I was a big Ja Rule. Like, I was into his. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Here's the other one. Great sample, Dave, in this, right? Yellow Magic Orchestra by Fire... Yep. Sorry. Firecracker by that band with uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto, of course. Crazy. I did not know that until I just did the research today. Same. But oh, like, wow. there's nothing similar about the song. It just has the same title. This sounds like a Janet song. Yeah. And then did did you see Dave too that that firecracker was also licensed for Mariah Carey's Lover Boy? No. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh wow. But then they, they, they never used it. Oh, they never used it. Okay. Yeah, this one isn't as murdery. The other one's more murdery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more manslaughtery. This is fun. I like this. Me too. It's cool. Yeah. I like this a lot actually. Me too. Oh. oh, I've heard this before. I remember this chorus, yeah. So the next, well, look, after that... What, song? You're going to jump right into the next song? You got news? Man. Oh, uh, I was trying to just, you know... We're not, no, we're not moving it along. We're doing the show, despite what you want to do and cancel me <laughs> yet again. What I wanted to say, I haven't even talked about this song either, like Unreal by you. Um... I just remember this is a humongous. I'm real song. by you. I, I'm real by you. I'm real by you. <laughs> I, I this one was humongous. Like I, I just remember this song being such a big deal. Yeah, it played everywhere all the time. I remember the video really well. Um, School bus. I can picture it. Yeah, good shit. I just want to. I want to say that quickly. Okay, so news. So this is the 9/11 number one hit. This is the number one hit during 9/11. Wow. So some 9/11. Facts musically, right? On Wikipedia, talk about some stuff that was released that day. Also, Bob Dylan's "Love and Theft" album was released on 9/11. Of course, uh, Sting had planned to stream a performance in Italy on the internet that day. Reduces the webcast to one song, "Fragile." Thank you so much, Sting. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sting. And to, uh, and to make sure to include that. It's very stiff. <laughs> um, and then also, this was my favorite fact that I definitely didn't know. On 9-11, Mariah Carey releases the soundtrack to Glitter, accompanied oh. by the unsuccessful movie. It's, I think I don't know if the movie's released on this day, too, but the soundtrack is. And the lead single, Lover Boy, 
which, which it says. I keep hearing this Loverboy thing. Which, I don't know what that which is. Which it says yeah, Loverboy reach. Why. It says Loverboy reaches number two on the Billboard Hot 100. So it's okay. definitely a big hit. But then earlier it said sales were number one. I don't know. But either way, Loverboy's around. It's from Glitter. So the soundtrack to Glitter came out 9/11, which I think is very funny. Okay, now September 14th. Clear Channel Communications issues a controversial memorandum to its radio stations containing a list of 165 songs considered lyrically questionable in the aftermath of the September 11th attacks. It lists Knocking on Heaven's Door. Uh, all songs by Rage Against the Machine. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, and John Lennon's Imagine. Oh, my God. We have wow. to. We should what? Do a yeah. So we need to do a show about that. Anyway, um, yeah. Also, September twenty first. Uh, okay, so this is all like the post nine eleven music tribute stuff. There's a bunch of this. Um, September twenty first, America, a tribute to heroes, uh, airs uninterrupted on all major networks. I remember this really well. The solemn concert, only ten days after nine eleven attacks, included performances by Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty. Celine Dion, Neil Young, Stevie Wonder, Alicia Keys, Dave Matthews, Faith Hill, Mariah Carey, and others. Then also, September 25th, XM Satellite Radio is launched. Oh. <laughs> During this, uh, this month. That's so big. Yeah. They released, they decided to go with the launch of XM Satellite <laughs> Radio. Okay. So move on. Another Grover Cleveland here, right? Double. Double. That's right. Double Grover. Double Grover. We go back to Fallen for three more weeks, and then back to I'm Real for two more weeks, which takes us up until November. Got a lot of news during that. Sorry, a lot of news. <laughs> it's, it's fi- I mean, it's five weeks where where Fallen is a hit again, okay. and I'm Real is a hit again. So yeah, I got to jump back in. Um, what do you got? September 29th, this is J-Lo Wed's backup dancer, Chris Judd, as Dave mentioned. The marriage would end in June 2002, so very short. October 9th, the first CD in the Kids Bop series comes out. <laughs> I remember this. I remember the commercials really well. We needed it. Yeah. Consisting of top 40 hits sung by children. I remember the. Jo- I remember laughing about this specifically with Lucas, friend, friend of ours, friend of the show, because I'm Real was on one of these early Kids Bob CDs. <laughs> and like the first lyric in I'm Real is Ja Rule going, what's my motherfucking name? <laughs> so, so like I was always curious about like what, how they would handle that Kids Bob. And I remember, I specifically remember, Lucas probably doesn't remember this. I specifically remember Lucas going, what's my mother's name? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how they would handle the censorship. What's my, the what's my mother's name? <laughs> The next song we're going to talk about is on a kids' bop as well, and which is funny because oh, really? the lyrics for that are also really funny. Yeah, like uh, the, their way of navigating through that. I've always been curious, but I've never took the time oh. to really listen. But that was like a, a really funny gag I remember Lucas doing. Um, <laughs> so October tenth, um, okay, this is a big deal. October tenth, heavy metal band Anthrax issues a press release in response to the 2001 anthrax attacks anthrax attacks oh my God. jokingly stating that they will be changing the name of the group to basket full of puppies that's pretty funny um it concludes in quotes we don't want to change the name of the band not because it would be a pain in the ass but because we hope that no further negative events will happen and it won't be necessary we hope and pray that this problem goes away quietly and we all grow old and fat together um 
Then it said the band has reported increased traffic to their website due to internet users going to anthrax.com looking for information about the disease. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. And hey, they won. They outlasted yeah. anthrax. Yep. They did. Totally. October 12th, Brandon West Borland leaves Limp Biscuit. He leaves Limp Biscuit this year. That's a blow. That's a big Due blow. Due to his extreme image attempts to out image a guy in a red hat. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And then October 16th. So, okay, this is interesting. And this is something I didn't, I don't think I remembered. Invincible clearly not really doing great. Then 9 11 happens. On October 16th, Michael Jackson releases special editions of his albums Off the Wall, Thriller, Bad, and Dangerous to celebrate the 30th anniversary as a solo musician. So it's like, I mean, it was probably the plan all along, but yeah, it's yeah, just kind of. Yeah. He just, but he goes through with it post 9 11. Invincible probably not doing well. And so. He puts out the special editions. Uh, I had the special year. editions. I guess when you're an artist like that too, you always have that in the chamber, like right? If, yeah. If you're like yeah. a legacy act, you can be like, "Well, okay, on a on a cold, you know, on a soul, a cold year, I can do this." And I think that this is where you get some bonus tracks, some demos, which I always liked that kind of stuff. I always thought, it, yeah, you know, right. it was it was enjoyable yeah. to to get new stuff from his old his old recording sessions. Okay. Uh, now we're on the J-Lo, I'm real. Okay, so news, well, that's number one. Double Grover Cleveland. Okay, October 20th, the concert for New York City airs on VH1. Different, different thing. This is the concert okay. for New York City on yeah. VH1 with performances by Paul McCartney, Rolling Stones, Bon Jovi, The Who, Billy Joel, and, and others. Had to, yeah. Then volunteers for America Benefit concert, same day. <laughs> Is held in Atlanta. Uh, Drew Carey was the MC with performances. Okay, this group is pretty interesting. Performances by Edgar Winter Group, uh, Mark Farner, Jack Blades, John Waite, The Knack, Eddie Money, Peter Frampton, Survivor, Kansas, Journey, Sticks, Ario (laughs) Speedwagon, Bad Company, Leonard Skinner, and others. So it's like, I don't know how you'd... Volunteers for America. I, I, uh, Whoa. What a collection of yeah. almost hair metal. Right. Like, uh, like the 80s. A lot 80s. Of, yeah. 70s, like hangover rock bands. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. Okay. October 21st, United We Stand, What More Can I Give Benefit Concert. So I think this is the Michael Jackson member. He did this song. This is Michael Jackson, right? Um, yeah. That's held at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. with performances by Michael Jackson, Aerosmith, Mariah Carey. James Brown, Backstreet Boys, InSync, and others. Okay, so enough of that. October 23rd, Backstreet Boys released their first compilation album, The Hits Chapter 1. I remember that. Uh, Brandon, the first iPod is released by Apple. I don't know if you knew that. Also this day. <laughs> um, okay, and then also for Brandon, a lot of Brandon news. Incubus releases their third full-length major label <laughs> album entitled Morning View. It debuted on the Billboard Top 200 at the number two spot. Highest ever placement for Incubus. And at the same time, Wish You Were Ooh. Here was at number two on the Modern Rock charts. And Drive sat at number 48 on the Hot 100 chart. Okay, two more pieces and we move on to the next song. October 30th, Michael Jackson releases Invincible. So I was wrong about the dates. I forgot. He does the... <laughs> He does the special editions. <laughs> oh my god! Before Invincible comes out, um, yeah. He releases Invincible October thirtieth. Um, first studio album since ninety five. Tenth studio album overall. Okay, 
this piece of information, I don't know if we talked about, at this point we've already recorded our Invincible Albums episode. Album debuts at number one. Its success is limited due to a feud between Jackson and Sony Music and Entertainment over the rights to his back catalog. Did, did we talk about this? I think I a little think bit. So. Maybe, no, not did at we? all. So it was a feud between remember. him and Sony Music over the rights to his back yeah. catalog. So a little bit. Culminating in Jackson accusing the company of racial discrimination. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, right, right. And then it's his last album, second series of child molestation allegations in 2003. Trial 2005, death in 2009. So that's that's it uh, for Michael. Um, let's end it. And then no- November 1st, Britney Spears starts her Dream Within a Dream tour in, su- in support of her self-titled third studio album. The tour was accompanied by many extravagant special effects, including a water screen that pumped two tons of water into the stage during the encore. Uh, the tour was a commercial success. Yeah, everything sold out. Okay. Next song. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of new, a lot of music news that time of the year, 2001. Next, Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. Six weeks on the charts. Big hit. Um, Six weeks. That's big. Yeah. Some of the most interesting, like, lyrics in a modern song. Like, a lot yeah. of, like, yeah. really interesting words right. trunk hateration right? yeah dancery yeah. uh hateration holleration yeah right here this dancery so there's like a, a controversy about whether it's dance soiree or dancery yeah, I never knew what it was. I never, yeah. I never knew it either. But I'm like looking it up, and there's no definitive answer that I, I could find. That's cool. No yeah. answer is the cool. Thing, the thing that I kept seeing is that it just, it just seems like she's just kind of like riffing on words like holleration, dancery. Like it's just kind of like, like freeform slang. Like it's, it's, it's pretty it's, cool. It's, it's cool to think you're going to a club and it's, it's but it's a dancery. It's like not like, yeah, right. There's a bakery, there's a dancery. Exactly, yeah. Dr. Dre on the production. Very wow. gangster beat. Yep. You know, it has this feel of like next episode or something like that. Yeah. I love that little. Yeah. Callaway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and just yeah, imagine yeah. The, the kids' bop version of this like holleration, oh like hateration. Yeah. Oh my god. Definitely didn't appreciate this song at the time as much as I probably should have. This song is very good. Same. Yeah. It's really cool. Had like a big viral moment this this year. Like uh, in, in a bunch of viral videos. Because of the Super Bowl? Uh, no, it was like all the like freaking uh, sorority rushes were using this. Oh, interesting. Okay. It was like a big like family. Family, family affair. Family. I guess so. I love family affair. So she says no more drama in the, the lyrics, right? Well, yeah. The, yeah, which is the name of the album and, and, a, and a song. another single. Yeah. So it's kind of a great promotional single. It's like a mini <laughs> billboard, yeah. a mini ad for the whole album within this song. But I also don't think she says family affair. It's not like in the chorus if she does. Uh, I don't think so either. It's fairly fly that it's called Family Affair. Yeah. Why is it called uh, Family yeah, no. Affair? 
it's a family affair. It's like you're you're just hanging out with your family, a wedding or a graduation, a bath mitzvah. Yeah, it's sick. It's a good song. Yeah, it's super. Six weeks on the chart. Cool. Um, Gangster. Getting to the end of the year here. It's November third through December eighth. So November fifth in the UK. Uh, BMG becomes the first major label to release a compact disc with copy protection. So ripping CDs, that kind of stuff, obviously huge at this time. So BMG releases a disc with copy protection. Natalie Imbruglia's White Lily's Island. That's that's the CD with, with copy protection. Within two weeks, BMG announces they will reissue the disc without the copy protection due to complaints from consumers who were unable to play the CDs in their personal computers. That's interesting. So, technical issues there with the copy protection. Tech. On November 6th, Britney Spears' third album, Britney, debuts at number one. First female artist to have her first three albums enter the U.S. charts at number one. She's the first female artist to do that. Pretty cool. Yeah, Britney rules. Uh, December 12th, surviving Nirvana members, Chris Novoselic and Dave Grohl, Sue Courtney Love in an effort to oust her from the board controlling the management of the band's affairs, family affairs, calling calling her irrational, mercurial, self-centered, unmanageable, inconsistent, and unpredictable. The wow. uh, the uh, legal battle over the band's legacy has blocked the release of a planned Nirvana box set containing the unreleased track, You, you Know You're Right. So that's what... Uh, Surviving Nirvana guys are dealing with, unfortunately. Courtney Love, nonsense. Okay, let's move on. Two more. I'm on Courtney's side. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a bad reality show. Like Surviving Nirvana guys. Um, this is uh, You Cut It Bad by really Usher. Good. He's back. Yeah. Another You song. Another You song. Maybe he was a big U2 fan. He's a big like college I'm trying to like appeal to yeah. college yeah. students. Yeah. Uh, this is the saddest, most dramatic song of all time, I think. It's so epic. Yeah, yeah there's like right. wind and a very big '90s hangover of that like fake acoustic guitar sound. Also, I think it's the greatest use of guitar in, in a song ever. It's probably not even a real guitar. <laughs> But it's so emotive. Oh, it's like it's Prince-like. It's like Prince. It is. Very That's what I was just saying about like like the '90s stuff. Like it, like that was like such a thing then too. Yeah, and it's the greatest use of guitar ever. We're talking about the part later in the song, the solo. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's also very Prince. But he yeah. actually, he also literally um, references a door by Prince. When we were talking about inter- interpolation before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, sh- like kind of samples a Maxwell song, Fortunate, as well as a Prince song, Adore, in the lyrics. Yes. You don't want to have fun. All you're, thi- all you're thinking about. Produced, co-produced by uh, Jermaine Dupree. Uh, huge in this era, Jermaine Dupree. It's mo- is it Dave? It's mostly Jermaine Dupri on his next album too. Confessions is a lot of Jermaine Dupri. I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's the Maxwell reference. Here's a Prince reference. 
I didn't find that out until I got into Maxwell years later. Then I'm like, yeah. oh, this is Usher. Usher took this. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Same. Yeah. I want to say, I, we might not get to it, but is this the last number one hit with a blistering guitar solo? We'd have to like look into that. We'll see. We'll find out. I love the guitar solo. rules. I love it. Blistering. That's at the top of the charts. I don't know. Every one of y'all are just like me. It's too bad that you can't see. Yeah, this is. God, maybe I do like this better than you remind me. It's so good. I thought I didn't, but maybe I do now. It's so interesting. Like, what's the lyrics even really about? Like, you. It's a cool way of saying like you, you're fucked. Like you're fucked. <laughs> like like you, you you can't stop thinking about this other person. Right. You, you've got you're it. Obsessed bad. with somebody. You, yeah. you think you're over it, but you're not. You're right here. It's Prince. It's great. Yeah. This video I loved. He had, it was like the old school microphone. Yeah. And he was he was dancing with it. I, I was obsessed. I was obsessed. Oh my God. He's like yeah. sliding and dancing, like so good. This video I loved a lot. Yeah. You don't have to call it best song. This was the best video though. I love this yeah. video. This video ruled. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. Yeah, we can move on. No news. Um, I have one piece of news after the next song because it's the end of the year. But okay. So then, closing out the year, Usher's back. <laughs> what a way to close the year out. I know, amazing. Yeah. Like, it's just really funny. It's just all, like we said, like all elements of yeah. hip-hop and R&B the entire year. Yeah. And then the sharpest rock, contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the end. Just nudges its way. Just uh, backs its ass up into yeah. uh, <laughs> peak butt, pure butt. Yeah. Buddier than Bootylicious, I, I gotta say. Yeah. Like when yep. all, yeah. This is like when all, like, start when like so many rock videos just look like it was like the set of Saw. Like everything was gray and concrete, <laughs> yeah. and like just like the worst look ever. Isn't it go back? How you remind me about it? Like, two weeks on the charts. I mean, I'm so proud that it is number one, and uh, you know. This to the Butt Rock series. This was a. Wasn't this like in the, the uh, official like upper echelon, like unquestionably Butt Rock songs? This is like maybe number one uh, uh, of those songs. Yeah. I, I do think. Uh, I like it actually. It's not good. Well, sorry. It's it's so bad that it's like it's on the other side for me. It's catchy. It's good songwriting. Like I don't hate it. I'm not annoyed when I listen to it. I think it's entertaining. It's so funny. I was definitely like God. Like if this was on, I'd be like, Oh my God, I hate this. But yeah. right now, there's other songs on this list. I would I would put this on before a couple of the songs on from this I year. I would too. Yeah, I, mean, I would. It's, it's good. I, I feel the same way. Like I don't hate it. I definitely like the like I enjoy the Creed stuff more, but I don't totally. hate this. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, well, nothing yeah. about Creed. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying as a point of, of comparison, like yeah. the like the reassessment of this stuff. Like right, right. 
because uh, it's not as funny as the thing too, so you don't have that like pure. I think it's like, funny. I, it makes me. It, it. I think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I laugh when this. I laugh when this comes on. But that's why I don't. That's why the hatred isn't really there anymore. Because I do laugh when it comes on. Yeah. And the, and the, and the drumming. The drum fill reminds me of Jess Muller's basement. Yeah, every time. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Jeff, we would have Jeff do that. It was very, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, every time. The uh, Chad Kroger experience. Yeah. All right, let's cut it. I forgot that the B in Nickelback is is uh, written backwards on the album. Oh, too. that's clever. Let me just go through this blast piece of news. It's a staple of Board Bill's news. It's the uh, New Year's Rock and Eve. Right. Yeah. December thirty first, two thousand two edition, thirtieth edition, and it's the post nine eleven in New York. So it's you know it's definitely a little strange, a little weird. Um, it featured pre-recorded, it's pre-recorded concert performances, uh, from tours by Aerosmith, Destiny's Child, Elton John during the primetime hour, followed by studio segments hosted by Wayne Brady. <laughs> Fe- I guess instead of, I don't know what Dick Clark was doing, but yeah, it talks about Wayne Brady, um, featuring performances by Blink-182, Bush, Busta Rhymes, Jessica Simpson, LFO, the OJs, and Pink. It says the primetime hour of New Year's Rock and Eve 2002 was also preceded by ABC 2002, a follow-up to the ABC 2000 special hosted by Peter Jennings from the Rose Center for Earth and Space. So the two-hour special featured a meaningful and reflective view on New Year's celebrations from around the world and also included performances by Arlo Guthrie, Sting, and U2. Um, Clark personally felt that 2002 since it was the first in the wake of the September 11th attacks, was the most nerve-wracking New Year's Eve he had ever experienced. Yeah, it makes sense. The pressure's on. You're in New York. Do you... Yeah, um, whatever. Do you... <laughs> do, do you guys... I didn't actually... This is one of the first times I didn't make a pre-ranking, so I'm going to try and go off the cuff. Do you want to do a top five or top three? I I just did my I did my top five as we were going as well. Yeah, I can I can do top five. And then so let's start with most surprising. Most surprising to hit number I one. Think, what are you most surprised that it hit number one? This is kind of hard because like there's nothing. It's tough because especially tough because we remember all these songs being so yeah. big. Like yeah, like yeah. sound wise, I'd probably go like how you remind me, I guess. But it was a I uh, guess. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Like, but like Creed hit number one I last know. year. I know. Like yeah, that's true. Stuff like that hit yeah. number one before. I was gonna say maybe Butterfly because they're like a no name band. True. Okay. And that's, like, there's no other yeah. new metal. That's a better quasi pick. Yeah. Songs that I, hit number one. Yeah. Uh, maybe, but it's, not, kinda, it's still not like a strong I endorsement. I was, I was thinking Angel also because it's just so boring. But he's kind of riding high on that. Yeah, yeah it's very. It's it wasn't me. Thing. It is a very memorable hook to Angel thing. But no, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go. Uh, Butterfly as number one. Most surprising for me. Yeah, that that makes sense. Especially because when you consider Cree the year before with Nickelback, yeah, I'll go Butterfly here. What are your guys' picks? Yeah, a butterfly. I guess yeah. I'll go with butterfly. I have, if I have to pick one, I, I, I say butterfly. And then worst. What do you think is the worst song? Worst song? Angel. Angel. By far, the worst song. 
hate that crap. Give me a second. But if it came out in 1994, I would like it. I don't want to disrespect Shaggy as much as you guys enjoy doing. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Nickelback anymore. It would have been Nickelback like ten, you know, ten, no. ten years ago, fifteen no years way. ago for me. It would have been. I don't want to do Angel like that. Um, <laughs> really? The song is ass. <laughs> No, Bootylicious is ass, literally. Um, it's ass rock. Yeah. Ass pop. Moulin Rouge, I also don't I like. know. No, yeah, I guess it's got to be Angel. <laughs> I'm looking at this list. Yeah, I don't have a choice. I don't have a yeah, choice. It's got to be Angel. I don't yeah. know how you make it not I, that, I can't. Yeah. I can't really argue my way into Lady Marmalade or Fallen, even though I don't love those. Um, I can't argue those. Yeah. Those are worse than Angel. I can't do that. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, my you, number you, five. You guys go first because I because I want to make sure I don't forget anything. Yeah, okay. yeah. My number five is Stutter. Stutter, 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 Stutter. <laughs> <laughs> my number five. <laughs> stutter. <laughs> That's really funny. My number five is Family Affair. Mary J. Blige. Let's get in No, number five. Okay, here we go. I got my... Oh, damn. How am I going to not include that? In the Give me a second. Because now i got to... It's between two. Dan, you had a year to prepare. I know. Literal year. Ah, <laughs> oh, You guys are going to hate my rankings. All right. It's... uh Number five, it, it wasn't me. <laughs> Oh. That's my number five. No. It was not in my top ten. <laughs> How many songs are there? <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, um, fifteen. There's fifteen. Yeah. It's not in your top ten. <laughs> uh, you know what? I guess, all right. No, I'm sorry. There's more than that. There's eighteen. Okay. Well, no, there's a couple no, there's of uh, couple of repeats. Oh, that's including that's in including there. the repeats. I'm sorry. So it's yeah, yeah, probably like fifteen. All right. All right. Number my number four is you got it bad. Ooh, nice. My number four is Miss Jackson, Outcast. Danny's number four is Stutter. Stutter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my number. <laughs> my number three is Bootylicious. Whoa! Not in my top twenty. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> My my number three is uh, the one about the nice package that I'm gonna write all night. Oh, all for you, Jan Jackson. Danny's number three is you, uh, University of Remind Me. You remind <laughs> me. Yeah. That's number three. My number, f- my number four is no, no. is two. Number two. Sorry, I was looking at the points. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at yeah. I was looking at the points. My number two is all for you. It's all for you. Uh, Dan, or no, it's Dave's turn. We've been going that order. Okay. Um, my number two is Bootylicious. Wow. Love high, it. high praise by you guys. Uh, number yeah, two. Yeah, disrespectful, Dan. It's honestly reality. Uh, number two for Danny is you got it bad. Um. Okay. My number one is Miss Jackson. My number one is You Got It Bad by Usher. Incredible song. 
Danny's number one is all for you. I'm a bigger Janet fan than both you guys. Damn. <laughs> no, Dan, but Brandon's song is Miss Jackson, so. Ah, okay. It's the song. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. About her. Yeah, Outcast. I didn't put in the top five. That's where I. That's where I plugged in Shaggy just now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Brandon was going to yeah. go number one with Outcast. I I almost put Family Affair over Miss Jackson, but I want to say I keep saying I want to say it's played out, but then it's actually just too good to be played out. Yeah. I so actually while we were doing I I, I on my like list I wrote out while recording. I had Janet at number one, and then just as I was thinking about it, I made an audible and switched it at literally at the last second. Okay. There's something about... It's because I think that yeah. Miss Jackson is just... Too, it's just too, like... It's so unique. I, I love it a lot. I appreciate it very much. I'm sure it appreciates you, too. I understand that. When all for you... When, like, the... When it's her vocals, like, duplicated, it just... It hits a certain... It hits something for me every time oh, yeah. when like went with the gen- like I just I-, I was gonna put Usher number one up until like just now probably but then I like we were playing well up until you played all all for you on the show and I was like no, I like this more right now I really do it's good yeah all right well uh, so tied for fifth place is Stutter and you remind Stutter. me okay um, with three points each tied for third place uh, is uh, Miss Jackson, uh, Outcast, and Bootylicious with seven points each. Second place is You Got It Bad with 11 points. Great. Bringing Janet to 12 points, all for you. Our queen. Wait, wait hold on. How many songs did you include? Five. Five? Well, yeah, like, uh, well, like six because there was a tie. There was a tie for fifth. For, yeah. So fifth and fourth, and then what's number three? No, fifth and sixth. Why'd you do it that way? Because they tied. I don't understand. Because we had one, two, then there was a tie at three, and then there's a tie at five. What's one and two? Janet is all for you, number one. Okay. Okay, uh, You Got It Bad is number two. Number three is tied, Outcast and Bootylicious. And then five is Stutter and You Remind Me. So what's number four? Like third and fourth place is the tie. I'm not getting stutter? it. Stutter? <laughs> I, I think you stuttered. That's why I'm not getting it. <laughs> All right. Um, so congratulations, Janet. You win another year. Yeah. Very predictable. Th- three decades? the opposite of Courtney Love. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> She's won in three decades. Definitely 80s, 90s, and today. And today. <laughs> <laughs> today, right. we're recording. Yeah. yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> today. So who knows when we'll record 2002. We'll see. Uh, but we'll be back. Well, I mean, we got to do bonus <laughs> bills for 2001 as well. We're trying to do a John cover- Cage thing. This like make yeah. the longest yeah format ever. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to have this podcast last longer than the John Cage thing. Yeah, season six <laughs> is gonna go on for like three decades. Yeah, um, three centuries, really. Three centuries. Yeah. yeah. All right. Th- this was two thousand one. Very memorable songs from our youth. Yeah. And presenter Brandon, 
See you on the bonus bills. Thanks, Brandon. Presenter number two, presenter Danny here. Also, I'll also see you at the bonus bills. Presenter number three, Dave Cologne. Not sure if I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to the bonus bills. <laughs> <laughs> haven't figured out what I'm going to like wear. So I'm like, you know, a little nervous to go. Um, but I love these songs. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun era of, of re-listening and re-appreciating some songs that, you know, I maybe took for granted in, the, in their day. So, see ya. Bye.